podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 26. Uh, this week we are joined by Snappy and then Wyatt. Uh, we bring up mic cords, talk about mic cords, Christmas stuff, uh, stuffing, uh, the SNES classic, Daddy's Home 2, Die Hard, Dallas Cowboys, LV, Bird Box, Grandparents, Video Games, Red Dead Redemption 2, Music, TV, Movies, Cornbread, White Trash, Xanax, Pot, Talk, uh, More Christmas Shit, New Year's Eve, Lock-Ins, Game of Thrones Talk, Top t- top 5 Favorite Podcasts, and the game RuneScape. I will say, I feel like Snappy repeated a bunch of stuff he said previously on the podcast, but maybe he just said it to me, and I can't keep shit straight. Um, and then why it changed the goddamn top five list on me, like literally one minute before we recorded. So I'm sorry about my list being shitty. Um, but I, I'm, I don't know. Check it out still. Um, but thanks for checking out the podcast. What up? We were joined by Snappy. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. That's right. Um, I don't even know what date that's going to come out on, but it's basically our New Year's episode, more or yeah. less. Um, probably like right on it. Cause it well, yeah, because New Year's exactly a week from Christmas. Oh, I th- shit. Well, I think. All right. Well, here's the soothing voices to bring in the new year. Um, so I just got to get it out of the way. Patreon.com, you, my mom, Hurricane Haynes. My three better fans, so I got to shout y'all out, and anyone can go to a podcast with Mo slash or Patreon dot com slash a podcast with Mo and uh, give us money. Yeah, we'll get some better mics. Yeah, well, here's the thing that happened: is I spent all this money on some new cords for this thing that the microphones connect to, right? Right. Because it's called a four in, so I assume that meant I could have four microphones to it. So I bought bought these cords because Wyatt, who will be on this podcast, I believe, he has a microphone he's brought over before. And I could never add it in. So third, I have this cord, and I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. I tested it. It turns out you can only use the two on the front or the two on the back. So you can only use two at a time. So now I'm all pissed, and I have to go fucking buy something that has more microphone abilities if we want more people. So I'm, I don't know. It's bullshit. I'm pissed because I spent a bunch of money on these fucking cords. Oh, because it clearly said four in, not two by two. Right. So um, I looked up the manual. I downloaded the PDF of the manual for this thing, and realize it was like yeah if you have it in one it doesn't work in the other and you have it and i was like god damn it but anyway now i know this is where i'm at at this moment and we're a little step closer to maybe getting furniture in the podcast room someday like the couch from the living room in here Hell we, have, yeah. we have plans at the moment we're gonna see how long it takes to make it happen um but how was your uh christmas man man it was good the kids were lit up and they got what they wanted Wife was happy, so it was all good. Yeah, um, it was fun to me because I think on the last episode, if you listened, I had money as like a good Christmas gift, and I just think, I won't get into it too much because I don't want to speak for my wife, but I think her eyes were open to that money is the best gift when people buy you shit that like, like I'll just speak for myself. Last year, my mom got me a heated neck blanket 
not a heated blanket for your whole body, but one for your neck and shoulder. So it's like fucking two foot by foot. And then thought was like crushed when I was like, who the fuck would want this? I might want that when I'm 65. Right. And then this year she got me all kinds of other random shit, like a steering wheel cover, which I actually needed. I'm not saying I didn't, but it's like it just a bunch of random small shit where I'm like, why did you even take the time? I don't know. Just I only want to be mean about it, but it's just like. If it came bad enough, I really need a steering wheel cover. You could have gave me like a Walmart car. I would have bought one. I don't know. Hey, uh, my my mom hates giving money, but she. I mean, I'm sorry, mom, but you're really bad at Christmas gifts. Right. Well, and my wife, uh, I think she kind of explained it that for whatever reason this year, because she bought gifts throughout the whole year, she got her hopes up that everyone was just going to do a good job this year, and when it turned out that wasn't exactly the case, she was all bummed out. And so for like a day, I had her on my ball humbug butt area. Like, it's like, yes. I think I could give Koopy a gift that would have like sparkles and rainbows and ribbons and glitter, and she would just be amazed. Um, I don't because know if amazed is the right well, word. Well, I mean, because it but, would be like, oh, Christmas spirit. Right. Yeah, you could do something fun for sure like that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, Christmas was good in general, though. I got to see... Uh, my nephew had a new phrase where he kept going, ooh, baby. And he's like four. So like every time he would open a gift, he'd go, ooh, baby. I bet that was hilarious. And it was pretty funny. Yeah, well, the Saturday before Christmas, I'd done Christmas at my, at my mom's. And we cooked the turkey in a roaster, and uh, it didn't come out as good as usual. I mean, it still had lots of flavor, but it wasn't right. what the turkey I present. But the one on Christmas... Man, it was perfect. How do you normally cook them? I usually cook them in a roaster, but I just wasn't paying attention. Like yeah. the the I was the, waiting on that thing to pop. Yeah. Instead of using my meat thermometer, it hadn't popped yet, so I went in the garage, come out ten minutes later, and it popped, and it was drier than I wanted. Uh, see, it I wasn't guess dry, I, but it. Was, I guess I leaned towards overcooking it because the turkey I had this Christmas. You could tell they did it the moment it popped, right? Like, they're like, well, it pops, so pull it. But to me, it, it needed a little more time. It was like a little chewy, right? Like, Oh, no, my, mine's so tender and juicy. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brining is the key. Again, I've, I've brought this up many times. Mm-hmm. My wife's family stuffing or dressing is the best shit in the world. So I ate way too much of that, uh, but it's delicious. Um, what else it got in it? I don't fucking know. They gave me the recipe for it, like, at Thanksgiving, and I don't really remember exactly what it was, so I need to write it down sometime. But, it has, I mean, it has, like, probably your onions, your celery, your cornbread, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, see, I make cornbread and, uh, I mix cornbread and the old school biscuits. Right. I mix those. She together. told me the key was to add more chicken broth than you think was needed. She right. goes, that makes add, it as moist. Mu- add as much as you think looks right, and then add more. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, the, the problem you can go wrong with dressing that you can't recover from is too much sage. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. That's like the problem with stovetop. Like, sometimes I'll buy some stovetop uh, for random meals, but they always are very sage-heavy. See, I call the stovetop, the little bread cubes, I call that stuffing. And I call stuff like I make with the cornbread and everything mixed together, I call that dressing. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, a lot of people differentiate stuffing in turkey and pulling it out but yeah since i inject my turkey you don't hate pulling it out you don't want to put the stuffing in there and have all that creole juice on there yeah yeah so yeah well and also that doesn't it it's somebody that's more likely to have um 
be bad for you and get like E. coli or whatever if you pull it out of the turkey because that cavity might not get to the current temperature of whatever. Um, there's some shit behind why you shouldn't do it. I don't worry about it because no one I know does it. Well, my wife used to do that, but she don't do it anymore. It's all the truth. Live in Oklahoma long enough. Come around the cornbread. I know. She come from Oregon, so she's going to learn my southern ways. Yeah. Um, she still ain't well, went on with me about okra, though, man. I love me some fried okra. It has to be and, good. And, well, uh, it has to be fresh and it has to be salty. Right. I don't like okra can real quick get fried okra can get chewy real quick. Yeah. And I hate going to a restaurant and you're like, oh, y'all got fried I hate okra. Serve cold okra. Right. Because, t- and my thought is if you have fried okra on the menu, you're that's kind of rare. You don't see that too often. So I bet it's real good. And you get it and it's like shit. And you're like, God damn it. It's all cold and chewy. Man, if I order okra, I don't want that shit sitting in a pan on a buffet. I want that shit dropped when I order and serve right. to me. Too much time. Uh, fried okra tastes like fried pickles and can in like their uh texture. Right. I don't like that shit. So yeah, I don't like fried pickles she, either. She's a rhubarb fan. Yeah, I don't the only thing I know about rhubarb is the old rhubarb lady off YouTube, which I rewatched recently because I thought about it and it wasn't as funny as I remembered. Right. Which was a bummer. I'm about to me. stealing that rhubarb. Yeah. And the guy just just filming the crazy old lady. Um so for Christmas I did get a new uh my super nintendo classic or whatever which i brought up before been playing a lot of it been playing a lot of super mario world i am at like chocolate world level three or some shit i don't know what the fuck the things are called way harder than i remember um i'm probably further now actually than i've ever been when i was a kid i feel like i just the the castle i'm at right now i'm stuck on i'm like god damn i don't remember this one at all and everything previous to this i'm like oh yeah i remember this so i really feel like i've never been further than, than what i currently am uh, i found a couple star worlds so i'm feeling pretty good about it but i don't know if i'll ever beat it because it's a little motherfucker they they set it all up perfectly for you to fail and i get it just because it's like an amazingly designed game but it fucking pisses me off when I'm playing. Like, I've almost broke the little controllers that come with them because they feel just like the old Super Nintendo controllers many a times. And then when I get so pissed, I go and play what they call Final Fantasy 3. I would call it Final Fantasy 6. But if you're aware of that, you know all that shit. Uh, but anyway, it's really fun because it's a long-ass game. You know, it's a little story there. Uh I've been putting a lot of time on those two games and Mario Kart. I have like one more circuit of Mario Kart, and I've beaten Mario Kart on Man, Super I Nintendo. I love some Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, I forgot it's kind of bare on the Super Nintendo. Oh. I mean, it's good, but I forgot like, oh, that's all? It's just like these. Uh, we pulled some all-nighters playing Mario Kart on the Wii. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Um, I mean, I love the all of Mario Kart, even this one, but the Super 64 is probably like my go-to if I have to choose one that I actually played a lot of. Um, but there's like Metroid, which I've never tried and Earthbound. I've never played a few games that I do want to get to. Um, I haven't even touched Zelda yet because I'm going to wait till I beat Mario or decide to quit Mario, one of the two, and then I'll get into Zelda. Um, but very, very happy with the SNES classic. I did have to go to Amazon and order some cable extenders because my couch was too far away from my TV because they're like six foot cable. So then I ordered 10 foot extenders for each controller. So it would at least reach my coffee table whole fucking thing but got all that figured out finally um but my review is besides the whole controller is not long enough really fucking dope cool and you have to go up and reset it like manually you have to go fucking reset it which is kind of annoying they should have added a button 
that you just oh, okay. hit on the control. They should have changed the controller a little bit. Well, but they had to make it as old school as possible. I guess so. Like, if it froze, you had to get up and go fuck with it. There wasn't no buttons. So, um, the morning of us recording this, I put out a music episode of the podcast. So, I just feel like we should talk about that briefly. I listen to it like it's a mixtape. So, like, it's like a little bit over an hour. So you could just put it on and enjoy the songs with basically just me talking in between songs about fucking nothing. I'm not even that good. I was pretty, I would say I was not good on it, honestly. Skinny even got called out by some rappers of like, man, the guy on there just really wasn't saying much. And I was like, yeah, but that's kind of the point. My co-hosts are just here for me to talk to, really. I don't know. I, I kind of talk all the fucking time on here. Yeah. Um. But anyway... I want to do another well, one. Well, Skinny's more of a giggler, man. I mean, like, if you got him one-on-one, he'll talk to you. But, you know, it's like, it's not microphone ready, maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he he told me he didn't realize his voice sounded the way it sounded and all this shit. Like, which a lot of people do. Like, Taylor hit me up afterwards. Like, You're, my voice sounds way different on that. What'd you do to it? And I was like, nothing, man. Just the typical shit. Man, I've always known about how I sound on a recorder, and I just got over it. Yeah, I know. I always hate it. Um, and then I recorded music, so I was like, well, fuck, got to really figure this out. Um, but anyway, the music episode's real fucking good. The whole goal of it, kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, be shady about it, is people, these rappers, share it. Their fans click and listen, hear other rap songs. But in the process, they might be like, oh, I wonder what this other podcast is like he Hell has. yeah. And then checks it out. So I hope that happens. I hope they like it. Um, every once in a while, I'll talk about music and shit. Anyway, I want to at least do one a month. That's my goal at the moment. I will actually like to do more. It's really going to be on just when I can fit it in my schedule. Because right now, I know I can do one of these a week. I don't know how often I can do a music one. I know Curtis would like to co-host one. He's been all over the comments today, uh, giving his thoughts on the tracks and shit. So I'm like, all right, I guess Curtis might host the next one. Because he seems to know about some of this shit that I don't. So anyway, check out the music episode if you skipped it. I'm very proud of the fucking cover because another thing about Curtis, I hit him up and was like, hey, I want some like a graffiti effect onto our normal cover. You know, like if someone graffitied over it, but put a podcast with no spinoff. And he sent me something that it was fucking horrible. Like I'm like, I mean... It was trash, as I guess I would normally say. Like, it was two photos photoshopped together with no transition at all. Just hard fucking cuts these two photos. And then the wackest fucking font. And I was like, Curtis really sent me this on the day we recorded. So I was like thinking it was going to be ready. And I was like, I have to fucking make a cover now because there's no way I can use this. So then I had to make that whole cover, and I made it like an hour. It wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and I'm afterwards, I was like, "Man, I'm fucking so good at this shit. Let's check how good this cover looks." So anyway, it did look check. pretty. Did it look pretty dope? It did look dope. Now I stole a lot of those fonts. I'm sure it was illegal, but it says for not for commercial use. I don't really make money on the podcast, particularly. I don't like sell ads or anything, so I think I'm fine. And who fuck cares? Um, it's just how hip hop is. It's all about sampling, and our podcast is very hip hop, even if. Not everyone on it loves hip-hop, which is how it is. All right. think that's all that shit I had to get into. Oh, one more Christmas thought. I watched the movie Daddy's Home 2 because uh-huh. my wife was like, pick a Christmas movie, and I went to Hulu, and it was under the list, and I was like, you know what? 
Daddy's Home 1 with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg was entertaining. You know, it wasn't great, but it was entertaining. So I was like, I'm going to choose Daddy's Home 2 to be a dick, more or less, because my wife's like, choose a Christmas movie, and I'm going to choose this one. Hell but she yeah. was a good sport about it. She was like, all right, yeah, let's watch it. And then, you know, Mel Gibson shows up. She's like, oh, but then John Lithgow shows up. She's like, oh, I like John Lithgow. So we all watch it. And uh, it was pretty good. Now, there's clear parts of, like, uh, continuity's bad, or they forgot, like, wait, where's that kid you just had? Or if this happened, then why didn't y'all? Like, a lot of shit doesn't make sense in the movie. But uh, that's not the point of the movie. So, like, you can't get hung up on that. But... It was it was a really entertaining Christmas movie. If I had to redo my Christmas movie list from last year, it might be up there. I straight watched Die Hard. So you're on the Die Hard's a Christmas movie? I am. A lot of people care. What I've saw, and I think this is the most accurate thing, is there's two types of people. Those who think Die Hard's a Christmas movie and those that don't care. There's not like... Like, I've never met someone who's like, no, it's not a Christmas movie. I only meet people that are like adamant it's a christmas movie or people are like okay fine yeah that's fine i guess i just prefer bruce willis over some of these other i fucking hate bruce willis do you hate him um i don't know why i just don't think he's a good actor i can't point to one movie with like good acting by him he's just and he's an action star and that's fine but like as far as action stars go i like all of them more than him i don't know i've just always had that weird take about it interesting i guess i like pulp fiction because it has like a bunch of other people but like, I don't know, Die Hard's never been my thing. I, got, I own the whole box series. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people fucking love that shit. And if I was a little older, I think I would. I'm just out of the demographic too. Like, I never saw it in theaters. Any of them. Uh, I've seen it when it comes on TBS or whatever every once in a while, and I'm like, cool, I guess. You yeah. said when it comes on TBS, all oh, basketball was supposed to be on. <laughs> yeah, TBS only basketball. Um, TNT does though, which so I could see. TBS used to do basketball. Maybe. Or- might have used to. They should. They do March Madness. I just don't watch college basketball. And my wife was watching something on TNT the other day, and then basketball come on, and she goes, oh, hell no. It's bullshit. She needs to get on board. Uh, my wife hates watching basketball, but she just does other stuff during that time period. Hey, man, I got one thing to ask you right now. Oh, fucking Cowboys How shit. about them Cowboys? Fucking hate them. Those motherfuckers. Division champs. Uh, yeah, I know. It's cool. I'm... I mean, good for them. Everyone was, uh, it's all, the, all the fans reverse jinxed them from the beginning of the year. Y'all so I, out of five leagues, I have made one championship game. But what sucks is my starters are, are benched. I have not. So, like, and he's got rookie running backs. And if you think about it, you look at it, the rookie running backs don't ever set out, no matter right. if they're in the playoffs or not. But the starters, like Todd Gurley and all them, they set them, you know, trying to get them some rest or whatnot. So I have Todd Gurley, and he was my main stud, other than Patrick Mahomes, and, of course, he's benched. Right. But I got some sleepers, so I went and picked up his backup, and the dude scored 30 fucking points. I haven't logged in since the playoffs began in either one of my leagues. I have that, no idea how You actually made long. the number two seed in my league, and then... And I forgot to log in. I actually meant to that week, but I just never did. Yeah, you had the up. number two seed, and then you fell apart. Yeah. I didn't really care. I gave up on football and real world and fantasy football in general this fantasy year. Fantasy league, I will be kicking a couple leagues out, man. I can't do five. It's too much. Right. I didn't I mean, enjoy it at all. 
once the league's over next week, I guess, you know, I'll try to give an update of the final standings of the podcast league. We'll see who wants to come back next year. I would like to kick some people, not to be a dick, but if some people aren't listening to the podcast, maybe other people are, I would like to get, you know, people who are. But everyone was active in the league except me at the end because I got pissed. I didn't log in. I couldn't score no matter what I set my lineup to or who I picked up over 157 points, and it wasn't even competitive. Yeah. I just quit logging in. Yeah, and so – Well, I mean, I'm logged in, but I just quit setting my lineup. I'm like, it's fucking pointless. Right. So next year, you know, we'll be back at it again with the fantasy football. Um, but that is almost coming to a close. I – I did enjoy the Christmas basketball games, though, and I'm glad basketball people fucking care these days, and it's on more. It gets talked about more, I guess I would say. So that's cool to me. Um, oh, I guess one thing I can bring up, and I need to really get into it someday, but I need to like look it all up again because it'll just be a long, shitty telling of LV. But I did talk to LV yesterday. Um, so for anyone that hasn't listened to the podcast previously, LV is a, one of my college friends who we were very good friends, and he went to jail. He's going to be in jail for life because he escaped from jail once, and so therefore he's just not ever getting out. Maybe someday I'll tell the full story of all the different shit he did. I'm sorry to say escape only adds an extra 10 years. Okay. Well, I think he has three consecutive life sentences at the moment for all the shit. I could be wrong. Um, I'll go back and try to figure it out and tell him this podcast someday. But anyway, LV... He wrote me a while ago these long fucking letters, like a 28-page, here's my thought about the world, and it was all about the fucking Chinese New Year and Eastern European thought mixed with Muslims, mixed with Christianity, mixed with all this shit. And I was just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. This is too many pages. And I was like like pissed about it. Like, you made me fucking read all this bullshit. So I was just kind of upset. And... I never wrote him back. I meant to, never did. And then called me. He wasn't pissed at all that I haven't wrote him back. I just said, oh, yeah, dude, I'm a shit pen pal. I'm sorry that I'm your only friend out in the real world. And then he just laughed and was like, it's cool. How's the podcast? And and then all that. And I was like, good. And I told him, you know, I've been making some music. He's like, that's awesome. That's been great. I get one more free phone call in a minute. So when it kicks us off, I'm going to call you again. So I talked to him on two free phone calls in which – I tried to tell him everything I could. Right. He still wants a daily Oklahoman subscription if uh, we could ever afford it. And I told him maybe we'll try to start a GoFundMe through the podcast somehow. If people, if anyone wants to donate to help LV out, we can, uh, you know, let me know. I can get. He would also take some pen pals. I'm sure if any if anyone just wants to talk to a uh, thinks he's really smart black dude who's in jail because he done a lot of stupid shit. Um, I'm sure I could just give out his information, or you could look it up. Not even that fucking hard to find this information out, honestly. That's how I did it the last time I emailed email- him a letter. There's a lot of girls like them inmates. Which is weird, right? Because how many times have you ever heard of a guy being like, yeah, but I've been pimping with this chick in jail, though, and shit, once she gets out. Like, it just doesn't happen. But th- all the time you hear about these stories of chicks riding dudes. Oh, man, and- you'd walk by, and they would be yelling and screaming at these women on the phone, and you're like, these guys aren't getting out. Why are you putting up with this? Right. That is crazy. But a lot of them in the prison system is, you know, the mob is ran from the inside. Yeah. The gangs and stuff. Half the leaders are in there. Yeah, there's so a... So there's money. There's quite a bit of arguments to be made, and I don't really know enough of them at the moment, but I've been seeing them pop up of... 
just not having prisons. Like, or you have them, but only for like crazy, crazy offenses, right? But everything else is just like, no, you will find their paycheck. Right. Like, you'll be forced to live like a fucking poor person out in the world, like no matter what they're like trying to do something else other than because it just doesn't work for most of the time. It just doesn't. Like people come out fucking worse off than they were. They come out better. They're in there and they're learning how to be a better criminal. Right. It's either that or they come out so unhealthy. Like I know we brought up the innocent man the last couple of weeks, but you saw like the one dude on the innocent man within like a year in jail. He looked like he aged like 10 years or some shit. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. And so I don't know. We definitely have to look into to all that shit. But anyway, I talked to LV. Um, he was interested in the podcast. I told him we have like 100 listens a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, all right. That's cool. That's cool. So he seems to at least still be down down with the plan. Um, hey, have you watched Bird Box? I did. I didn't. I feel right now I'm in a weird spot of I'm like the one percent of people that have Netflix that hasn't watched Bird Box. And I almost want to just fully commit to never watching it. So I can just be like, you know what? I'm too cool to watch Bird Box. It was different. I could see that. I mean, Sandra Bullock, a lot of people really like her. I don't love her or whatever. I heard MGK's in it, and I don't like him. So, Man, I kind of half-ass watched it, to be honest. Right. I know there's monsters and blonde people, and I don't fucking get it. But It, it was fucking weird as shit to me. It's taking over meme world, so it that's has. the reason I'm aware. Everyone's got blindfolds on and shit. Yeah, uh... All right, let's see. Oh, did you see the news? I saw two random Trump articles that show both sides. So I want to share both, I feel like. Um, where Trump has shared the location of some SEAL Team 6 members and compromised their their shit. Whenever he went to Iraq, I think it's Afghanistan, wherever he just went, Syria, I don't fucking know. Um, he went somewhere, and then in like a video thing he released, he released the... F- he showed the faces and locations of some secret force SEAL team members, right? And like, it's just like a big no no. Like, you don't do that shit. Right. And he just, he just fucked up. And I'm like, God damn it. This wow. dude can't. He just, I don't know. And then I saw another thing where witches are coming out saying they are offended by Trump continuing to use the term witch hunt. And I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> And I was just like, that's so stupid. The first one I get, make fun of him all you want for that. Right. But the but the witch hunt, man, get out of here, you fucking witches. Well, to me, they must be Wiccan, right? Because Wiccans are like a religion of some sort. And again, I find all religions to be dumb for the most part. Um, I think Buddhists are kind of cool. But Wiccans are like, oh, remember those witches we all like? And we all really like Halloween? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, all right, let's make a religion over that shit where we fucking talk tree. I don't get it. I understand I don't get it. So maybe I'm the wrong person to have takes about it. But for people to be like, how dare they? Witch hunts offensive. It's just the dumbest fucking thing I read all week. I'm hoping in 2019 the offensive shit goes away. Um, I really am. It won't, but it's because I've been trying to think about this a lot lately. Seeing lots of grandparents and parents and shit around the holidays of like the problem is kind of because grandparents spoil the fuck out of kids these days. And I think back in the day, grandparents were normally dead. People didn't live this long. Like, my niece and nephew, they have grandparents and great-grandparents, I think, on both sides. They just fucking give them so many gifts, and it's nothing against them. They should get them, right? They right. Love, these people love their grandkids. Of course, they're going to get them gifts. But, like, when I was a kid, like, my great-grandparents were, like, basically dead. 
Mm-hmm. They were alive, but <laughs> barely. And then, and my mom was young when she had me, right? And then you had your like normal grandparents. And then I think for me and you, we didn't have like the wealthiest of no. grandparents. And so it was a different world. But sure. a lot of people I know, like my friends have kids and then like their parents are like, well, I'm going to buy them all this shit. And I'm like, oh man. So every kid is spoiled now. Well, I didn't really know my mom's uh, dad and mom, but her great grandpa was alive for my first 10 years. Right. And he was a badass, but, you know, he died. And then I had Granny Fern and then my stepdad's um, mom. And that was really the only two grandparents I had growing up. I had, like, I lived in the town with my grandparents that they didn't have a lot of money, but I hung out with them all the time. Like, I was a big burden, I'm sure, financially on them uh, when I look back on it. Cause I say it not once a week, every week for fucking years and years and years. Uh, and my other grandparents on my mom's side, like, her dad lived in Colorado, so I rarely saw him. And then my dad had Granny Fern, though you just mentioned, and she did not particularly like me or my mom because, like, I was a step right in her mind. Towards the end, she came around and liked me. But when I was younger, she didn't. Like, not being mean about it, just how it was. And it was always fucking weird. I don't know. I just, but I enjoy it now. I look back and I like the fact that I feel like I was a black sheep on both sides of the family in the sense that, like, I'm not a lot of, like, most people at either family gathering right kind of like the weirdo that sits alone and everyone's like why are you sitting alone come sit over here and i'm like because i don't like people i don't want to sit elbow to elbow right and people look at me like i'm fucking weirdo i'm just like come on come laugh in this circle with us and i'm like what all right come laugh at our dumb shit yeah um all right only thing else i really want to talk about of course if you have anything and bring it up whenever is i feel like we should do like a recap of the year. So I already know what your like most your game of 2018 would probably be as far as what you remember the most. We'll start with video games, but what is the game or games that you all think you'll remember most from the year? Man, the only ones I played was NBA 2K18 from the year before and uh Red Dead. And Mafia. Mafia. Yeah. Play Mafia. Um, um and probably I get- in between Red, I bet I played more Mafia than I did Red Dead. The Mafia Three, honestly, I know it's it like, was a lot of repetitive shit, and I realized when I done it, and I like you know all them little fuses you got. Right, I had two hundred and seventy extra, and that was a lot of work in going and getting all them bastards. Right, Mafia was Three pissed. was definitely a little half baked. Uh, that more, it would have been better. Uh, and it was an older game. I mean, it wasn't new this yeah. year. Me and you just happened to both play it this year. Um. But yes, Red Dead Redemption 2 is good. I'm almost to the end. I think I feel like like three, four more missions probably or big main storyline missions. Yeah. Um, until I get to the epilogue, which is a whole other fucking thing I've I read mean, about. I mean, I like to try to do the 100%, but goddamn, these animals aren't spawning for me and it's just fucking boring. Yeah. Like, okay, ride around, go camp somewhere, see if they spawn tomorrow. Because I'm looking them up trying to figure out where they are. Because the one time I ran up on these fucking Carolina parakeets, I was off my horse and only had pistols on me. And uh, you, you have to have perfect carcasses, and you can't get them with pistols. Right. Unless you're lucky, but... Yeah, so... Uh, I'm just annoyed, and it's fucking riding 20 minutes here, riding 20 minutes there. I'm fucking bored. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy Spider-Man very, very soon. And that's a game that came out this year, but I, I haven't played it yet, and I know everyone really likes it. But God of War is so easily... And I, again, I feel like I'm going to talk about this with, with Wyatt later, possibly, but God of War is easily the game of the year to me, like... It's just not even, like, 
Red Dead Redemption 2 is good in a lot of ways. It's a beautiful game. Like, you'll have, like, the moments you're coming over a mountain and it's, like, early morning and you're like, oh, the way they do this lighting is fucking crazy. Like, it's super cool. But God of War was, like, it's the perfectly paced action video game. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so fucking good. So I'd have to say that's the best game. Um, also, really like Dead Cells this year. And then, you know, NBA 2K every year I play a lot of. So that always gets honorable mention. I'd started playing again last week. Got me back into video games so I could play Red Dead again. Um, and it's, it, I mean, it's it does seem like you get into a rut in Red Dead towards the end. At first, it's fucking, there's so much to do right, and so, so much fun. to figure out. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, you feel overloaded. Yeah. And, and then, then at the end, it's just like, I shouldn't have wasted my time with all that dumb shit at the beginning. I should just fucking plow through the goddamn story because now I'm back up at this fucking place. And I, uh, it, it just, it's like never ending, honestly. They need and, a better fast travel. Well, honestly, I just think it's the way they tell the story on Red Dead of like, uh, they, they want to prove a point, right? They want to be a fucking movie. That's the problem, in my opinion, is like they set it up where your character keeps doing shit that you don't want to do. Like, you wouldn't still do it, but your character's like, well, fuck, Dutch, I guess I'm going to keep on doing this. Like, and you're like, but why? Well, let, let's make a choice of fuck that. Like, right. they make you stay on that route too long, I feel like. And I don't know how it's going to end. I mean, whatever, I have a general idea because you don't play as fucking main guy at the end or whatever. But um, anyway, I just feel like some of that shit's not I think good. there's one choice in the game, and you ain't got there yet. Right. But and, there needs to be, like, some more because Dutch is a fucking douche. Right. Well, and some, again, I brought up the very first time we talked about this game after I played it. Like, I had to sit in a chair in a cut scene, right? Or not a cut scene, but you go to talk to someone, go sit in that chair, and I hit the sit in the chair button, and it took, like, 12 seconds for him to sit down. It was like, huh, oh, oh, and he, like, just kept barely moving and then pulled out the chair. I was like, God, these fucking janky-ass animations. So... I do think there's just some shortcomings, and a lot of people just love it because it's Cowboys and it's fun, and the beginning is super fun. But I think when you spend enough time with it, you're just like, God damn it. Well, and there's shit like you don't know because you start off with a small satchel, and like, okay, you're full of cigarettes. You don't think to fucking smoke a cigarette real quick so you can get that cigarette. But every premium pack of cigarettes, there's a card, even the ones you buy in the general store. See, I've been smoking them after you told me that, but I don't notice ever getting cards. Yeah, it has to be the premium packs. Yeah, that's all I've been saying. I had 20 of them, so I was like, oh, I guess I better use these. Oh. But it just smokes them. I don't know. It's a it card It smokes them, up. and then it allows me to pick up that next cigarette pack. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you have to smoke it if you're full. And okay. if, you, if you come up and say you're full and you can't have these cigarettes. So you're saying once smoke you pick one and up it, a pack, it gets you a card, not when you smoke Right, when you okay. pick up a pack. But you have to smoke it so you can pick it up. I don't understand. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, games, those are like the games I think... I will look back on this year. So. Well, and there's stuff like I'm trying to get on my horse. And I ended up choking this bitch out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we brought that up. That's the sure. bad thing about Red Dead is just piled on top of each other. Even when you go in the houses, it's like you take one inch too far and you've already missed it. You got to get in the right position to get this or get that. Right. Well, yeah, it's just not convenient. There's nothing about it. it's convenient or fun and it's slow and. Uh, it, like I said, it is fun at first. When it's like a hunting game, like cause that's all I played at first. We're like, well, this is the game where we go out and we try to find fucking pelts. <laughs> and it was really fun. And then eventually you kind of are like, all right, let's get to the game. And then it kind of just wears on you, I guess. But um, all right. So was there any music you listened to this year? Not outside I mean, of yours and Pay the Bills and Alamo Monks, huh? 
Well, hit them up. Let them know if they want to be on uh, the, you know, the next music episode. And anyone else out there, uh, write an email with your music, and we will include on the next music episode, regardless of genre. I'm not trying to make it just hip-hop shit. Um, I will say for music, for me, the highlights were the Little Wayne's The Carter File finally came out. It wasn't that great, in my opinion, but like I've been waiting my whole adult life for that fucking CD. So I was like, well, there it was. I, I did like the rap better. beefs you showed me. Those were cool. Right. Rap beefs have definitely stepped up lately, and I do I do enjoy that shit a lot. Um, Joyner Lucas was definitely someone I became a big fan of this year. Um, I try to like Logic. I really do. I know he's talented, and I've said this before. He's just, he's just corny. I don't know. Like, he's just too goody-goody. Like, I can't imagine smoking a joint with Logic, and that's I, I feel like that's not a good sign for a rapper. Like, if I'm hearing a rapper, I have to imagine if they rolled up and I was like, you want to smoke this joint? I feel like they have to be like, Man, it's been a dream to be on the same bus as Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. That's a dream dream of mine. Yeah, exactly. It'll never happen, but Um, if I could have a -a Make-A-Wish kid, man. (laughs) If uh, I could have a kid, make him sick, I would tell him, (laughs) meet Snoop Dogg. Um, And then I will say... I've been just getting back into music. So, like, I learned how to make beats this year, and I've been uh, recording shit and kind of getting back into music. So that, in general, I'll probably remember this year for. And then there are two people, I guess a few, uh, but two in particular that I just don't really like. I hate Travis Scott. He's like this rapper that I look up, like, well, who is the best rapper of the year? All these articles say Travis Scott. I just don't think he's good. He's just fucking mumbling to some fucking synthesized voice, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't even know get- who that is. I'm glad, honestly. Fucking, I just don't get what makes shit popular these days in like music. And then Cardi B is also like blew up this year. And I understand she has some talents. Like I can hear her songs and be like, oh, I get what you're going for. But I just don't, I don't fucking like it all that much. And everyone else fucking loves it. Um, so I'll talk about, I guess bring those well, up. I think she was. She wanted them want the big butts. That's what that's what it is. Right. Well, yeah. She fits in the Kim Kardashians and well, Nicki Minaj. J Lo's and Right. Nicki Minaj uh definitely has played into that whole type or whatever. But I just really liked her music as well. Like I always thought her music was good. And Cardi B shit is like under her personality seems fun. Like everything she talks shit on Instagram and all this other shit. But as far as our music, I'm like, I don't, I just don't like it. I don't know. I try. Okay. Um, and then any TV shows that you think of for this year that you watched, uh, the stick out, not necessarily they had to come out this year, but that you've watched or. Fuck what did we watch? Handmaid's Tale. It was good. Handmaid's Oh, and then Harlots. I know y'all watched that recently. Yeah, Harlots was good. Uh, Big Brother was good this year. Oh yeah. You watched Big Brother for the first time. Um, and it was a good season. Um, Survivor's still good as well. I haven't brought up in a few weeks, but fucking Survivor somehow still fucking figured out the reality show formula. Um, for me, the shows I guess I think of is Barry, which is an HBO show. Someday you're going to get HBO, and there's all these HBO shows you're going to have to watch. But Barry with Bill Hader is really fucking good. Um, Atlanta comes on FX, had its second season, and it was really fucking good. I mean, it was like every week I just couldn't wait for that show to come out. Um, Crashing, which is an HBO show with, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name right now, so I'm, I'm going to attempt to it and fuck it up, but Crashing's really good. That Maniac, it was like a limited show on Netflix, had Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. I really like that shit. Glow had its second season. 
And I fucking love Glow. I don't know why, but that's like my shit. Is that that wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first one. Okay. The Glorious Ladies of Wrestling. Um, Succession, another HBO show. HBO just fucking killed it. Um, Big Mouth had its second season. Big Mouth was good. I just fucking love Big Mouth. And then, of course... Just continue to keep rewatching The Office. F is for Family. F is for Family did have uh, maybe two seasons this year, honestly. They had quick turnarounds. But yeah, that show has, has been really good, too. Uh, I saw this stat, though, the other day, though, about The Office on Netflix for people that rewatch. Like, Netflix is 7% of viewership or some shit like that. That's like a not watching a new thing for the first time. And then Friends is 4%. So I don't get the whole Friends thing. Yeah, me either. And what was there were some other shows that were like Gilmore Girls was like ninth, tenth place, you know, somewhere on the list. But I was told my wife because I like her fucking show, and I'm like, all right, it's still on the list. <laughs> and <laughs> made it. But I just thought I thought it was really interesting that seven percent of people that pay for Netflix are just watching The Office on repeat, like I do, which I watch other shit, but it is my go to. Like, I know I'll tell you to watch something new, and you're like, oh, I ain't got time, and you're fucking rewatching The Office for fifteenth time. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, but when I rewatch The Office, it isn't like me and Koopy sit down to watch something, and I'm like Office. It's, it's like, playing in the background, right? It's just we throw it on, and I'm already playing a game, and I have like two TVs. So I'm like, well, on this TV, we'll do this, and throw The Office on while I'm playing something. I have a monitor basically that I just fucking throw around and play video games on. Um, also, I know I mentioned it, but Succession's really fucking good, and I think it's going to be a big deal in the future. So, uh, it's. Fucking amazing. So everyone should check that out on HBO. Um, and then movies. I tr- I saw a few movies at the beginning of the year. I normally like going to the movies, but I actually don't enjoy movies that much. Uh, the actual like product. I always think they they suck for the most part. Um, but I did see A Star is Born, and I thought that was really good. Black Panther was pretty good for a superhero movie. I just don't like superhero movies. Um, and in that vein, Avengers, whatever the fuck came out earlier this year, I was like... I guess that's cool where he snaps and I I just didn't think it was as cool as everyone else did. I don't know. Uh Just not my shit. And then Ready Player One, which is my favorite book, got turned into a movie and they fucked it over and it sucks. Um, So that's what I think. My wife really liked The Star is Born. Yeah, it it is really good. Um, Honestly, I think the pacing's weird, but it's kind of like a weird old movie. Like where it just kind of gets into it. You know, it's they don't sit around explaining shit to you. Or whatever. So in that way, it's pretty cool. Um, anything else that you thought of for the year? Man, I had four foot surgeries. I'm back to normal now. You're That's, better than what your normal was. I'm better kinda. than what my normal was, but right now my ankle is just killing me. Right. You and went what, back to work last night, correct? Yeah. And so back on it, really haven't had any wakes. You couldn't on your ankle. I mean, I've been walking a week. Right. And now you're back to work and having yeah. a... Having to do all that. And you work night shifts, correct? Yep. Is that going to keep going? That's like the plan going forward? Because no. I thought you mentioned to me they were going to move you shifts or something. They was, but the, eh, let's not talk bad about work on uh, social, right. on this. Well, <laughs> I was just, I was the reason I was asking. That was, was the plan, and I asked and kind of got denied. And, oh, we'll wait and see what happens after the first year. I was like, I'm going to get stuck again. I've been here two and a half years, and I can't stand it. Right. Well, I was really asking for like schedule of when we need to record because I've enjoyed this time period we've recorded at the last few weeks and I will need to probably next week cause of Koopy's birthday. But after that we can go back to Saturdays and shit, whatever you needed. Hey, th- this has been working fine. I mean, even right. with my schedule, cause I get up about three o'clock usually. Okay. Then we'll keep it like that, which is perfect. Um, 
Yeah, I do sleep till three. See, I work night shift. Yeah. <laughs> My dad used to work the fucking craziest schedules when he got work at this fiberglass factory. And it was like six weeks on nights and then six weeks on days and then six weeks on nights and six weeks on days. And they just fucking flipped it every six weeks. Um, I believe that was correct. Every six weeks. And he worked. He would work three days, be off four days, work four days, be off three days. Work. Right. And so some weeks he'd work more than 40 hours, but some weeks less. But as long as it wasn't like overtime, it was like as yeah. long as it worked out at the two weeks, it was fine sort of thing. And it's supposed to be a week to week basis. They're cheating system. There. Right. They were doing something. And uh, but it paid so much better compared to anything he had before then. Like, that's where I went from being like a poor kid to being like. Like, I really do, from like that, before he got that job, I think of myself as poor. Even though my parents did an amazing job, like, I never wanted for anything. I was right. very spoiled. But, you know, we just were poor. And then after that, it was like, oh, he makes a lot more money than he's ever made. So I started getting cool shit, like Hell video yeah. games and better clothes and all that shit, right? Um, so it was really cool. So I don't want to hate on this fiberglass factory. But those fucking schedules would be crazy. And I would come home after school and he'd be he would sleep till four o'clock when he worked nights. And so I'd like come home and try not to wake him up. And then at four o'clock he would wake up, start getting ready to go do the his shit. The bad thing about it is when I went back, I bet I knew less than twenty people. Oh, because they turnover? Be, yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. It's a high turnover place, dude. High. Yeah. See, my dad, this factory my dad worked at was really large. Uh, best thing is there was these Vietnamese uh, men who worked there whose wives would make um, egg rolls. And I hate egg rolls, but these were like shrimp tacos, basically. Hell yeah. It wasn't even egg rolls. Like there was barely any cabbage. It was just all straight shrimp yeah, and other delicious stuff. Yeah, that's the part about stuff. the egg rolls is cabbage. Right. And so these were like, my dad would be like, y'all want some? I'd be like, fuck yes. And he'd bring some home. They'd be delicious. And then they always made him make cornbread. We brought you cornbread earlier, and he's always told me his secret how he makes cornbread. It's just jiffy, but you do one thing different. And so I do it now, and everyone's always like, "Man, this cornbread's so fucking good." So do you like sweet cornbread? Uh, I I guess yeah. Okay, that's sweet. I do I'm, too. What I'm going for, I I know I don't like it when people say Mexican cornbread, and then it's like this tastes weird. Corn is like, oh, there's a jalapeno that was good, and you're like, oh, it's corn. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. So I don't like Mexican cornbread. I definitely do the sweeter cornbread. The Jiffy, I, yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta go Jiffy. Uh, I mean, I keep boxes of Jiffy in the cabinet. Like we're just always strapped with a Jiffy in our kitchen. But my wife, we always make the muffins. We get like a muffin pan. We make like six corn muffins when I make chili or stew or whatever. We're gonna eat it with, and it's so fucking good every time. Hell yeah! And I'm like, I can't believe more people don't just fucking. How are corn muffins not just sold everywhere? They're so fucking good. So my oldest brother was telling me your original nickname was Fish. Fish? He said you was always making this fish face. That's what my oldest brother said. He said uh, he was listening to the nickname episode. I asked my dad. He might know. And he said uh, your original nickname was Fish. Hmm. I don't believe it. Seems weird. And Bird, apparently he got to Jaybird like you assumed, running around naked. Okay. Yeah, I figured that had to be something like that. So, and how how's your brother doing? I know we've talked about him on the podcast with his. Uh, he was kind of struggling after his knee surgery. He wasn't getting around too well, right? And uh, so I hadn't talked to him since Christmas, right? But last time I talked to him, he was he was struggling a little bit. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, 
this is so super random, but basically I was thinking of you as family and I was like, is there anything I forgot about Christmas? And I told my wife and I do think it's true that I was like, I come from two very different stocks of white trash. Like, and I know I'm like not blood related to my dad, but I am, I don't know. He raised me forever. And that's just my dad. Uh, but there's that, right? So like there's the Mosier clan and like they're sort of, and maybe it's offensive to other white trash, but if I come from, and I feel like I can say this, uh, they're just a certain type of white trash. And then my mom's family that like, I'm sure you never met them or whatever. And there's not many of them. And as a kid, like like an example, and again, I'm trying to hate, but as an example, going to see them and then they'd be like, Oh, we're having spaghetti. And it was like ketchup on spaghetti noodles and me being five and being like, that's not fucking spaghetti. And then like me feeling, and like, it's why I'm too pretentious. Right. The name of my last mixtape is like, I had this feeling even at five of like, you fucking heathens. How dare you? <laughs> like, you put tomatoes on. And it was because even though we were poor, my mom did like pretty good job making sure I had, you know, shit. So I remember they were a certain type as well. And my wife, you know, saw some of them. And they all had this thing that they would tell a joke. And after they would tell a joke, they go, mm-hmm. <laughs> And it, I thought it was clearing their throat, right? Because, like, I smoked for years, and, you know, I've got phlegm. I clear my throat. But it was like, if a joke was told, they'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> do this weird what throat thing. And I, was, and I didn't even notice it for, like, an hour. And then finally, Koopy was like, what the fuck are they? <laughs> she, like, pulled me to the side and asked me. And I then I started noticing it. And I was like, I don't know. It's something they all do. I'm glad I didn't get it. But... I don't know. It was crazy. I'd hate when we go to the local Dairy Queen and everybody be looking at us because Vicky would be over there laughing. <laughs> yeah, my dad has a twin sister. The, their name are Vicky and Ricky. And to speak to the, the white trashness of our parents, and I'm just going to say, I don't really care. Your dad's name is Joe. Mm-hmm. His brother's name is, there's Bobby, there's Tony, and there's Ricky. Donnie. And Donnie. And all those names, and I could be wrong, maybe it's just my dad, but I want to say all of them, that is their names. That is not a nickname. It wasn't like his name was Donald or his name was Joseph or my dad's name was Richard. Oh, no. It is on the birth certificate as Joe, Ricky, Donnie. Actually, is a, that's my dad's middle name. Oh, really? His first name is Billy as well. Oh, it's Billy as well? Yeah, he's a senior. Okay, I see. I have your brother. I got you. Um but I just, once I learned that. But he always went by smoking Joe. Because I asked my dad, be like, so is your name R- Richard? And it's like, no. So anyway, his twin sister, Vicky, not Victoria, Vicky, is, has the craziest fucking laugh ever. And dude, you should record that and put it on exactly. track. Exactly. I was about to say, I would love it if Brandon, I know you live with her and you are her son. I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not. But if you could please record that and get it to me, I think we could have some hits. It's the damnedest thing you ever heard. Yeah, it is crazy. But I do enjoy a lot of times my background of having family that's kind of weird. I mean, I'm not trying again, I'm not trying to be mean, but it is what it is. Because in situations, a lot of shit doesn't phase me that does phase like my wife or some other people, right? Where I'm like, oh, that's just normal. And they're like, how are you watching this? I think that's why I don't get offended too much because the Moser side of the family was, they was trying to figure out how to make an offensive joke about you. They was trying to put you under the bus. Right. I mean, that's just the way shenanigans. Yeah, everything was about definitely making a joke. Uh, I would agree. That's why I just really like coming around. Everybody was trying to make funny all the time. And I was like, fuck, shit. 
And I was like, I'm just playing some goddamn video games. <laughs> so I was doing. Um, all right. So I think we've done pretty good here. I promised y'all a Xanax story. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was working for that uh, Arabian pizza guy. And right. I was delivering pizza. We'd set up delivery systems. everyone thought he was Italian, right? Yeah, everyone thought, okay. everyone thought he was Italian. Yeah, hell, the business ain't even open no more. It was old Papa's Pizzeria. And I was real big into Xanaxes in college, like a dumbass. Yep. And I had a hundred of them on me, and I'd been taking them all night. And I fell asleep and ran into the back of this truck. And I look up, and it's right over on 14th, where that church is. And fucking there's like 20 fucking people around me when I looked up. So I'm all stuffing my Xanax, sitting down in the bottom of my shoe. Right. And the officers, because like, man, you okay, son? And I was like, man, I've been delivering pizza since 8 o'clock this morning. And the girl that I hit didn't have insurance, so they arrested her. Oh, damn. I was fucked up out of my mind and drove away with my bumper dragging the ground. No ticket. Hell yeah. And by the time I got to my house, there were 17 fraternity brothers ready to have an intervention. Well, I'm glad they were there for you. I don't think we ever had an intervention for anyone when I was in a fraternity. Well, yeah, man, I got I got pretty bad there. But I guess you know I would what? have been the one. Maybe. I haven't taken a Xanax in shit. 15 years that's good it's good um i personally i didn't love xanax like i know they're like the cool hip thing i wish i hadn't i mean i didn't i didn't i didn't enjoy it like when people were like let's get bars and take a whole bar and then all of a sudden i'm like okay and i went to bed at nine o'clock last night but then i get told like hey do you know you actually went to this party or do you know that you called my phone and left a voicemail just fucking how you're gonna kill me and I'm like, no, because I'm not like that. And they're like, here's the voicemail. And after that, I was like, well, fuck, no more. Man, I was eating like 12 bars a day. Yeah, see, what I, would I ta- did. I would take two at noon, and I'd take one at every hour on the hour until close. What I would do is, um, and I heard this from my friend Boone, like that's what I did it with first, and eventually I would do it just like a Kool-Aid pitcher. I would take it, drop them in Sprites with a bunch of Jolly Ranchers, and it would dissolve like the Jolly Ranchers and the Xanax, and the more Jolly Ranchers and the longer you let it dissolve, the better. But if you're fucking, you don't wait long enough, you want to hurry up and drink it, it's going to taste shitty because it's going to taste like a fucking pill. A whole Sprite oh. tastes like a pill. But if you let the Jolly Ranchers dissolve, it counterbalances it. It'll make the Sprite all pink because I only use watermelon Jolly Ranchers, and I would just fucking sip on it. So then it was like alcohol, right? And you start to feel it, get a little buzz. You're like, all right, I can chill off. But if you took a whole bar, you're getting fucked up too oh, much yeah, for me. Oh, yeah, man. It was crazy. For me. Um, well, you know, any drug stories I think will probably go far. Um, my dad listened to the last couple episodes, so like I'm trying not to tell like too many crazy ones, but I did do a lot of stupid shit and I would just appreciate it to people not bring it up to me in person. I'll tell my stories on this podcast right. if I feel like it and then we can just leave it be. And that's how I would love for this to go. Well, hell, uh, uncle Rick gave me my first, uh, chew. It was fucking called happy days. I threw up everywhere. Oh, yeah. See, he doesn't remember giving you, you the nickname Whippersnapper either. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I asked him, he's like, he don't know what he's talking I never did that. And I was like, oh, no. Anybody in the family will say Ricky was always calling me a Whippersnapper. All right. Well, I'll, we'll have to corroborate, I guess, the evidence. Um, all right, man. I think that's about all I have this week. You got anything else? Oh, uh, i seen that uh, Oklahoma, just in application fees alone, have made $9 million dollars. On medical marijuana. Big old fucking cash grab. I'm against it. <laughs> decriminalize it. Fuck the man. Uh, no, really, I'm pretty happy about it. A lot of people are decriminalizing, like in Moore, in Oklahoma City and stuff. Like, they're not going to arrest you. 
Yeah, someone tried to post that a, about Ada. I'm like, it clearly has the Oklahoma City stamp seal. Right. I was like, that's not us. Like, oh, I know people. I was like, you don't know people. I know. I mean, yeah, I've been keeping up on this just because you have more money and hey, own your if own there businesses. there ever comes a time where I run the same risk of smoking marijuana as I ran of drinking alcohol prior to being 21, I'd have to strongly consider it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I remember before being 21 being like, I'm going to get fucked up drunk tonight and I'll show up the cops. Don't catch me. And and the thing is, like, parents in high school would be like, all right, y'all kids go have fun. You're like, but we're going to go drink at so-and-so's house. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. And then those same parents are like, we're going to smoke a joint. Oh, fuck. No, you're not. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. It's always confused me about this it's goddamn because, world. Man, I know, man, how they, like, praise alcohol and call marijuana dope and how it's bad for you. It's, like, it's the okay, devil's lettuce. You can't even fucking die on it. You know, like a kid last night, he come up because, I mean, everyone knows I smoke pot. Sorry. Right. If you want to come arrest me, come arrest me. Whatever. But anyways, they come up, hey, you got your medical card yet? I was like, no, nah, I've been kind of broke, but I'm going to get it soon. He's like, well, what about the medibles, man? Your kid's thinking they're candy. I was like, they will never be in the reach of my fucking kids. Right. I'm about I was like, are you, a, are you a fucking idiot? Shatter. And all the other fancy shit. Uh, I was like, I keep it fucking locked in a fucking safe. Right. That only the combination is me and my wife. No. Right. I mean, you have to take some precaution. But then again, like, that same person that said that probably in their fridge has a 12-pack. And yeah. are they you ever like, what about if your kids drink it? Because they could. Yeah. Anytime. So kids just- all across this country right now, within the last, especially coming up now, with fucking New Year's Eve, he says it comes out New Year's Day. Is that the plan? Yeah. So last night, across this whole thing, kids drank vodka, and they put water in those fucking vodka bottles and put them back in their parents' liquor cabinet and just hope their parents don't notice. Like, that just happens all the time, and you're not like, well, fucking take them to jail. I don't know. Right. It's fucking Yeah, my son, my eight-year-old come out and was like, Daddy, why'd you get arrested? And I was like, well, I was being dumb, and I decided to go drink in public. Right. Said, What'd you do that for? I said, I thought it'd be fun and I was wrong. And he started laughing. I was like, Well, you got to learn from your mistakes, son. Right. I ain't going to sit here and tell you, No, I ain't never been arrested. That's a, that's shameful. Yeah. Okay. I got a public intox. Big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, being arrested is one of the most fun stories I have. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I got two public intox. I was like, Man, you know, that was way before you was born, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I had a one, but never hit my record. So I think they just pocketed the money. I think I've had two beers in six months. Yeah, I've had no more. Curtis will bring over some beers when he comes over, and I always decline. I really feel like I should get into like where I drink like a beer every once in a while because I've never went through that phase of life to where like I come home and I'm like, I'm gonna go crack me open a cold one, and then I drink me a beer and watch the news or whatever the fuck. Oh, I went through that phase for many, many years. If I got off work, I wanted nothing better than a cold beer. See, I've never went through that. And then I like liquor and like mixed drinks more. So like I could see me getting a Dr. Pepper on my way home and then like dropping a shot in it and then being like Well see, like you see me, I come home here with four or five drinks. Yeah. It don't matter what I'm drinking, it's the same way. So it's alcohol. It's like man, I'm just fucking drinking because I'm a thirsty person. Right. And then before I realize I'm like, fuck. Now I'm an asshole. <laughs> so Um so one thing's I just mentioned it, uh Dr. Pepper. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I lose those 33 pounds. I fucking oh, yeah, gained sitting on pounds. my house. That's a good one. See, I've always had my New Year's resolutions to be to quit smoking cigarettes and always knew I just wouldn't do it. Like I would set it and be like, but I'm not going to do it. 
And now that I have quit smoking cigarettes, I don't really have like a go-to one. I feel like I should quit drinking Dr. Pepper. I'd probably lose weight because I don't exercise at all. And I've stayed pretty much the same size. And I drink a crazy amount of Dr. Pepper every day. So my wife would love for that to be my New Year's resolution so that I won't buy her soda as well. But I haven't fully committed yet. I need to quit dipping. Yeah. I know I'm probably not going to do it. I've never made a New Year's resolution, I don't think. i got to talk shit real quick before we get out here on Curtis. So, Curtis, you remember the last time he was on, or maybe the time before last, he like was talking shit about how he quit smoking cigarettes, but he never has cravings, and I quit smoking cigarettes, and I crave them like still almost every day. I'm like, right. fuck, I love one. Last time he was here, when he left, he had a cigarette. So... He doesn't crave them because he fucking smokes. So, like, for him to be like, well, fuck. He even said on the thing, like, he smoked for a random week, but then considered that not to be smoking because it was someone else's cigarettes. But anyway, Curtis didn't fucking quit smoking cigarettes. So don't let him come on here if you're a fucking listener and act like he quit when he fucking didn't. And then he's like, well, I don't crave them when he's smoking them. Damn, Curtis, I expect a rebuttal. So anyway, I'm sure he'll write a comment, and then he'll be on... Next week, I think he's going to be on. Yeah, I hit Dom up and said, oh, I'm on vacation. I ain't got shit to do. It's like, go to well, record a pocket podcast. Yeah, that would be cool. And I think, well, like, if they come over for 20 minutes, just fucking talk about something random and fucking just save it in a file. And yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm not against that. I would be down if someone There's going to be sometimes now that I'm working again and you right. start working again, we're going to be busy because my kids got fucking shit and I'm going to be camping some weekends. Right. I would love it if Curtis... Uh, could be like available more but i know he has a lot of kids that'd be busy but i think he could fill in for you pretty well um and shit like that but dom the funny thing about that again he did say he was on vacation is i hit him up back in the day to be on this week's Mm -hmm. and he said no i'm busy that week blah 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 i straight called him out and then i was like okay well what about this week and then we set up on the next time he'll be on and then I hit up Wyatt to be on all that. So anyway, so for Don to say he was busy, but then he had it on vacation. Brandon, y'all got to realize I've never personally met any of these co-hosts. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool, but then again, I can see where it's I not. I mean, I, I friended him on Facebook because I'm trying to build a rapport. And you ask me why right. I make comments. I'm really just trying to get something started. Maybe we can talk about it on a podcast. I could you see, know what I mean? That's, what, that's really my angle is I'm just trying to. I could see like uh, trying to maybe, I could do like a cookout when the weather's better. And have all the co-hosts over. But they might not all make it. Right. But I could try to do something weird like that. Um, Like, it would be fun if whenever the Cowboys, if they're in the playoffs, if you and Chris want to come over here and circle jerk about the Cowboys and me not fucking have to talk about it, I would way prefer that to me have to talk to either one of you about the Cowboys. But then getting two adult people at the same place at the same time seems to be impossible these days. So, like... For this next music episode, I would like Curtis and Skinny here. But how is that they have fucking kids? All these fuckers and y'all's kids. It's like impossible to get y'all to plan shit on the time. So I try really hard to like. How get many times weeks. have I not made plans? Oh, no, except you're fine. for when I'm in a hospital. No, you're fine. Uh, you had that emergency surgery, and I still blame you for that one. But besides that, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know me, Shep. And Curtis is pretty good, but he's normally like, I'm ready now. And it's like, God, all right. And I like to plan. Um, Skinny has, like, he normally knows his Man, schedule. I'm just going to say my wife's a badass with the kids. Lucky there. I, sure. I, she's a badass. I got I got a winner, man. That's good. I mean, 
I mean, she does way more than I do. I would I, talk I, shit, but I won't because it's your wife. <laughs> I mean, you, oh yeah, I mean, I'll bitch every now and then, but hell, you got to vent to someone. I usually, we don't even argue, really. We just want to talk about something. The only time I really get annoyed is when people stay, family stay long periods of time. Yeah, man. I get super annoyed because they want to be in every conversation, and I'm like, I'm just trying to have a conversation with my wife. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I don't know. People aren't really here in my house often. We're pretty. It don't happen often, but when it does, you're just like, are you fucking leaving? Yeah. (laughs) I I hate to be that way, but fuck. Yeah, we rarely have family here. And then even friends that come over, we're all pretty good on like, no one hangs out here like all day sort of shit. They realize like, oh, y'all have shit to do. Now I have friends that they don't come over recently that have come over and acted like, it's nine in the morning, I'll be here all day. And it's like, motherfucker, that's not how it works when you're a fucking adult. (laughs) <laughs> no you can't shit. just show up at a friend's house and think you're there all day. That ain't just that's, that's just why not, it worked in college, man. It you was, show up at nine and you just fucking hang out, yeah. and fucking go do shit right. all day. Right. I just I'm kind of like you. I'd rather have a plan. If someone spawns like, "Hey, man, I need you here right now," I, I hate that. Right. So I've been trying to get a hold of people and setting shit up. Um, my wife appreciates it if I know like a good time period of when shit's gonna happen. Right. So anyway, next week's I have to record figure out. For you, and if, we'll do the same way we did this week. But for Kurt, I'll have to figure out a time because I'm trying not to do it on Saturday because my last birthday's next Saturday. Right, we need to record on Friday evening, Saturday afternoon, what, whatever, man. Okay. I'm we'll always free on Sunday. Sundays are my best day. Yeah, what I try but to that, do. But that's kind of late though to right, edit well, it. The only reason I try to do it early is because Hurricane Haynes, patron, uh, he listens on Sundays normally if I put it up. And so, since he gives me money, right, I feel like some weird obligation to try if I can. Now, I know it's not going to always be possible, and I didn't give like a heads up on the music episode because that's like an extra thing. But like for the weekly ones, that's my goal anyway. Cool. All right. Well, anyway, I think we went long as fuck because again, I don't look at the computer now with the new setup, and I think it'll probably be better in the long run. And I need to get better at editing this shit and cutting certain shit out. Like I've noticed. A lot of times when you listen back, it sounds like you cut me off or I cut you off. I have but a, it's like whenever – it's just the way we I cut shit one out. One of my friends mentioned like, yeah, it's like you'll say a comment and then he'll be like, anyways, and move on. Like he don't even want to comment on what you said. I'm just like, okay. Well, some of that thing – but honestly, some of it you'll say something that I have no opinion or I have a thought of like – that's not good content, so I do move on. But then there's the exact opposite of times where I say something to you and you're like, yep, and it goes the same way. So it just happens. Right, there's sometimes you mention something because you keep up on more political stuff than I do. I just, man, I want to care, but I just don't. Right. I try. I, it's harder for me these days. If, like, I'm watching Colbert a lot, it's easy because he makes it funny. But if, like, he's off a week or whatever, I'm like, I can't even look at news. This is all so stupid. Yeah, and I look at Facebook and it's just like, fuck. That's the same old shit. Lately, I've been just really hustling on making podcasts. I mean, I made two this week. A lot more work than I thought it would be. I haven't been able to make beats like I want to, and I have one more week off of work, so I really need to get them. I need to get some beats made. It's my new goal. Um, But all right, I'm going to fucking get off here, man. All right, peace. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom.
we are back. We are joined by Wyatt. What's up? Um, and real quick, because that thing just fucking reminded me, I did have an email to read. It's a very quick one. So got a write in from Jason that said he's a bit behind, but he was listening to episode 25 where we were talking about the judicial system a little bit. And he said, watch Adam ruins everything. If I haven't already, he has a good episode about the judicial system. I will say every episode of Adam ruins everything is fucking awesome. I've never watched an episode of that show and left not being like, God damn it. I fucking wish I knew that shit. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, just so I watched one on Christmas when I was at my parents for Christmas and the whole time I'm like fucking Christmas. <laughs> so that dude's fucking pretty fucking good. Um, so I, uh, how's it feel to be an adult man who sleeps to the afternoon? That hasn't happened to me in a really long time. So I just, I'm curious. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy, man. I, uh, usually wake up real early but for the last couple nights man i've been staying up super late and so yesterday i woke up at like 11 and then today i woke up like 30 minutes ago right yeah yeah my uh i slept like shit when i went to my parents house and didn't sleep at all and so therefore since then i went to bed at like nine o'clock every night i'm just and then i keep waking up way fucking early yeah i'm fucking pissed off myself because i'm off work I just keep waking up fucking early. It's because you're old, you know? You let yourself get old. Basically. You got to stay young at heart. Which means drinking and shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's not really what I, not my thing. Um, so how was your Christmas? Anything exciting happen of note? Um, well, other than stupid family drama, not really. My family does gift giving really weird. Right. We all draw names on Thanksgiving. And whoever's name you draw, you have to buy a present for. So it's kind of like Secret Santa, except everyone knows who everyone got. And then that person just kind of tells you what to buy. And so it's like the most sterilized. And the other thing is, like, you since you're only buying one gift, it should be $100. And so it, it's just kind of – we're all just trading the same $100. Right, you go buy, spend $100 on yourself. Right, yeah. It's like – it's just the le- – it's the most sterilized, stupid way – of doing it, but they did it originally because people felt like they had to buy something for everyone and then they were just going broke on Christmas. So then this way they were like, well, we'll just, we'll save money and then everybody will get something big instead of getting like a bunch of dumb little stuff they don't want. But it just winds up like at that point, you know, just fucking go buy it your damn self, you know? Yeah. Especially because a lot of the people get gift cards and it's like, we're just making our money less valuable and then giving it to each other that, you know, it's like, yeah, that's real strange. So, anyways, this particular Christmas, um, uh, the the gifts are all handed out, and it becomes apparent that two people, including myself, don't have any gifts, and my mom has three gifts. And so, a couple of different people thought that they got my mom when oh. they, when they actually got somebody else. And so my mom ended up with all these gifts. And at the same time, my mom and my dad decided, fuck the system. And they just got everybody some little $10 trinkets. Right. And so then it was this big giant thing because I wasn't going to make a big deal about it. I didn't even say anything, but some other people were like, 
why why doesn't everybody have gifts? What's going on? And then like when they found it out, so my mom was in Christmas. Yeah, huh? my mom was in in big trouble because she's the Grinch now, and she told three people what she wanted. <laughs> she knew. She For knew real, about right? This. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Like my grandparents, they have so many grandkids, they don't give me shit like that. Um, but they did bring me like a thing, a stick of summer sausage, right? And they just handed it to me and nice. I looked at them, said, thank you. Walked to my parents' fridge, put it in there and said, I'm going to forget this on purpose. <laughs> I did. The way that you like, uh, told that story, it made me think that your parent, your grandparents are like kind of senile. And like, when you say they handed you a stick of summer sausage, <laughs> I don't like imagine it being like a, like in package, you know, like I, I, I imagine it being fully unwrapped and like half eaten, and I just get, gave no, it no, to my, you. No, no, it was wrapped. Had a even had like a two Aaron and Megan oh, from so sweet. So like they even put like a. I meant like unwrapped, on. as in like not even the plastic that comes in it. Right, right. Just no, like yeah, a loose it was it was summer fresh. Sausage. It was it was yeah. new summer sausage. Uh, my grandma had a moment. She was on a lot of pills, but she's good now. My papa seems fucking sound mine i don't fucking know i'm not around them much honestly they could be crazy asses for all i know explain these a podcast with most stickers that i see on the desk oh you're more than welcome to have one so here's what happened are is, they available at a podcast no. with mo.patreon.com um they are not what happened was snappy really wanted to advertise the podcast here in ada because he thinks the key to success is everyone in Ada hears it and they're wanting to listen. And I, on this podcast a few weeks ago, explained the last thing I want is people in Walmart to notice me. Uh, and they'd be like, you have that podcast. So I would much rather just become famous if I have to choose on the internet. So yeah. like, and then like that day, he happened to get these in the mail and he'd ordered them without telling me. <laughs> was like, so I got all these <laughs> stickers. So I told him he can put them anywhere outside of Ada. <laughs> I don't care if people need to listen. I just, I don't know. I say a lot of stupid shit. No, I get it, man. Whenever I was teaching, going to Walmart was like the worst. Oh, my, that's why my wife doesn't go. Yeah. Because she's like, yeah. and if I go with her, it's such a long trip. Not just because she's a woman and women shop at Walmart differently, I think. <laughs> at least I go in with like lists. I know where everything's at. Go, go, go. She's like, let's browse this area for a minute. <laughs> but then on top of that, then there's also the children that are like screaming from the other side of the store. And you're like, go, right. go. Right. <laughs> you're yeah. not going to fucking hide yeah. out. So, and I was just not only like seeing my students was awkward, but like you never know who's a parent, who's a school board member or whatever. Right. And so, you know, I might say butt fuck or something and. You know, then I'm in trouble the next day at school. Like, so, I heard this the teachers and butt fucking people. Yeah. Does that at Walmart? Uh, yeah, I feel kind of okay. I'd wear like a polo and no hat every day, right? And then I saw a guy who I sit three feet from every day, um, on my little break here in my normal hoodie and fitted hat that I wear. And he was like, holy shit, you don't even look like the same person. And I was like, awesome. Well, I mean, the way you describe it, you usually look like the Unabomber with your, like, you know, your hat and your... No, I mean, the Unabomber, sure, he had a cool look. I would say, no, I'd <laughs> cool actually say, look. like, most hip-hop artists that aren't doing, the, like, the tattooed head-to-toe thing look like the Unabomber. And and I feel very hip-hop-ish, so I'm okay with that. Uh, he was a very smart man. He just fucking hated the system. And I'm kind of all for that. Um, do you have any New Year's Eve plans? Because I do not. I have zero at all. And this thing, this podcast will come out on New Year's Day. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be going to see a lady friend of mine um, and spend the night with her. Um, 
So that should be fun. Well, lock in at the franchise. So I'd go to lock ins because when I was a kid, all the churches had lock ins. Lock ins were the tits. <laughs> they were. Lock ins were great. And you'd like, no, no, man, we're going to get behind these pews over here. Oh, like, yeah. This for is the sure. corner where it's. Do you at. guys play sardines? Um, this sounds familiar. It sounds so like sardines is like reverse hide and seek. So when you find somebody, instead of being like, I found them, you hide with them. Oh. And so there's no winner so much as there is one loser. And it's the last guy yeah, that's, right. <laughs> it's the last guy that's just, you know, still looking. But what you do is you tell your girlfriend where you're going to hide so that she goes straight to you. And then you have like 20 minutes before anyone else finds you where you guys can just like finger bang in the church. Right. Because that's how God would want it. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, me and Powell went to this nerd camp back in the day and we go play laser tag and Powell would be like way in a laser tag and I would be like, it's a dark room. <laughs> and like our camp was super against PDA. So it was like sure. definitely the moment you were like, all right, right we're all playing laser tag this <laughs> time. Um, so very similar. But yeah, I remember a lot of projectors. Because this was like, you know, I'm in junior high, and they're like, we're going to put NCAA football on the PS2 yeah. up on the side of the fucking building. Yeah, we did that. And we're going to play. And you're like, oh, my God, look how big it is. Because resolution, who gives a fuck back <laughs> right, then? Right, right. Uh, like the street lamps are like <laughs> just causing absurd amounts of glare. And right. Whatever. Uh, it was a great time, though. Um, I do remember always... That was like the only time I would say, like, I'll watch the sunrise. I stay, and it was like a big deal as a kid, right? Like that you you stayed up all night somehow. Yeah. It's like yeah. you could literally do I'm this. I'm a man now. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd always feel different the next day. Yeah. Uh, it's good shit. Things are all different now. All right. So previously, my plans were always uh, I would hang out with Pow Wow as boring as it would be. And trust me, it would be. And we would just fucking hang out. Now, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do because he doesn't live here. And so I think I'm going to just play some Super Nintendo and that'll be my fucking New Year's Eve. Maybe watch some Office because that's my favorite thing. I mean, your your wife will be here, right? Uh, Maybe. Her sister is pregnant and maybe getting into some complications at the moment. Oh, damn. So, like, she might be fucking out of here at any moment. That sucks. Uh, She's on standby. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um. All right, I have a shirt on. I want to ask you: You have any Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones thoughts lately? Well, I mean, hardly a day goes by that I don't have some Game of Thrones thoughts. But um, I actually haven't been keeping up with. I know that they released some like promos and stuff any for them. season eight, and I haven't watched a single one. And it's just because I haven't enjoyed the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones. Ever since season five, when they started going off on their own and doing their own thing, right. it's not Game of Thrones anymore because. George R. R. Martin wrote this as like, like a way of protesting violence, right? Like he's, he's saying like, if you do violence, violence will be done unto you and it's a cycle and it's never justified. Right. Like that's like the big main message. Right. It's kind of based on the war of roses, which that's the overarching right theme behind that. But, in, but like now with game of Thrones, it's just like, let's serve up some fan justice to all the bad guys. Right. And it's like, well, first of all, there aren't bad guys in game of Thrones. Like right. the closest thing to a bad guy is like Ramsey or Joffrey, but in the right. books, and Cersei's not even close to a bad guy. No, in the books. not even remotely. Yeah. Yeah. In the books, even like Joffrey and Ramsey, the two worst guys still have like, you still understand their motivations. They're not just evil pricks. Like See, Joffrey, I agree with because uh, he's one of my favorite characters. For whatever reason, I love Joffrey. I think he's a very deep character. Um, and then when you're like, his parents just fucked him over. It's, it's right. so much deeper than that. Right. Ramsey, I guess I'm always confused as if Ramsey 
is the original Reek and because I know there's some theories of like that Ramsey's not even the real fucking Ramsey. So I'm always like, I don't, is he a troubled youth? Can his father fuck him over? Is this just a random fucking guy? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know enough yeah. about like, they don't but, go into it. Yeah. So it's like, instead of like showcasing their humanity and like whatever, it's like, no, let's just like, let's let Ramsey's dogs eat him. And like, let's let John beat him up for like two minutes straight on. And it's just like, and, there's a bunch of examples of that kind of thing going on, but it's just basically them abandoning the kind of higher principles in favor of just, you know, oh, yeah, that'd be really cool if they just beat the shit out of that guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, to me, I checked out on the show, and I'm still going to watch it, of course, because I really enjoy it, but I don't want to, like, ruin it, but whenever there was a John explosion. Right, right. And then, like, within the last couple of seasons, I was like, I just cannot imagine in a million years that's how George R. R. Martin writes it. Right. And maybe that's something I have to get over. It's just like they're different things, but right. I'm just like, oh, I can't I just can't imagine that's how it goes. That that explosion might happen, but it certainly won't happen in that way. Right. You know? I don't know, yeah. Cause it just seemed too easy and it was like, all right, yeah. bow on that. Yeah, exactly. Go. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like it. There's just a lot of convenience going on too. So, and it's because they don't have any time. They don't have time to make things complicated. They're, they've got like six episodes left or whatever, you know? Yeah. And everyone just wants to see Daenerys and Jon Snow bang. Right. Which, which course, happened. You know? Of course. Um, I mean, I'm just spoiler in a way. You might have to bleep me out. I, I mean, if you haven't understood, we like the books a lot. And we don't love the show these days. But if it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't have gotten on the book. So I have to always That's be true. like... That's you true. Because I actually picked up the book and tried to read it without w- having watched the show. And I was like, this book fucking sucks. This is boring as shit. Right. And I sat it down. But then, like, a year later, I watched the first season of the show. And I was like, wait, didn't I see a book about this? And I was like, holy shit. So I picked it back up and then I was, you know, fell in love with it. Because by then I was, like, invested in right. the characters so that could kind of get me through the boring parts of the book. But um, my wife saw a moment of me liking a show based on a book and was like, I'll buy the book. You want to read? And then I read it and was like, this is really fucking good. This is great. And then after I read the whole series, read other books, was like, oh, other books are way better than this book. This dude writes crazy, but it doesn't bother me. Have you read um, or heard of the new one, Fire and Blood? Well, yeah, that I'm pissed because I thought it was like another little encyclopedia-ish thing, but apparently it's like, a story and I'm like, God no, it's damn, not. I gotta, it's not. No, it's an encyclopedia type thing. Okay, because yeah, I have I, that, I read it. I have the world of whatever around here. Yeah, the world, world of Ice and Fire. fire. And world of Ice and Fire is cool because it has art on every page. Yes, this one does not. It has art on like every like twenty or thirty pages. Uh, um, but no, it's an encyclopedia thing. What it is is it's a chronicle of House Targaryen from the conquest through King Aegon the third. Um, and then there's going to be another one that's going to come out that is King Aegon the third through King Ares the second. Gotcha. Um, which I think is garbage because I thought it was the whole dynasty. Yeah. He's doing a cash grab on that a little bit. At least so, a little bit. So I'm getting towards the end and I'm like, bro, we have like 23 Kings left. There's no way, but yeah, no, it's an encyclopedia type thing. Um, but no, there's a different book, not Game of Thrones related, that I'm reading right now. I'm just wondering if you've heard of because it's been like a New York best time Times bestseller for a long ass time. Um, Year One by Nora Roberts. Nope. So Nora Roberts apparently has like a billion New York Times bestsellers. Um, I've never heard of her. But anyways, it's uh, set in the present day. 
except there's a plague that goes around and like 90 something percent of the world's population dies in like two months. Okay. So basically so far it's the exact same as the stand by Stephen King. Yeah. But then at the same time that that happens, people start developing like magical powers. Okay. Cool. So of the remaining people that are left, a not insignificant portion of them have some degree of like magical capabilities and way cooler than the stand. The stand suck. <laughs> and so it's, it's weird because it's magic in modern day. So they're like talking about like Netflix and shit, you know, while they're like, you know, casting fireballs and shit. It, it, it's, it's very, it's like a mixed genre type type thing. And right. I'm, I'm not far enough in it to like really discuss it much. Cause I'm only like a couple chapters. Would you say in. it's good or bad so far? So far it's really good. Um, so far I like it. Um, but I think that it's kind of like The Handmaid's Tale, um, which is awesome, by the way. Like, if you Book or watched, show? Both. Okay. But if you haven't watched the show, you should. It's awesome. It's probably the best acting I've ever seen in a TV show. Oh, uh, I mean, maybe. well, Breaking Bad was really fucking I hate Breaking Bad, so you can't well, get that one. I hate you. Um, but Elizabeth Moss is a good actress. I won't say she's necessarily like, she's just as good in Mad Men as Peggy Olsen. So, like... But yeah, it's top level acting. But I don't yeah. know if it's the best ever. I think season two kind of runs over the same shit as season one a little too much. See, I haven't watched season two yet. Okay. I just when finished I, season when one. When I got done with season one, I was where you were at halfway through season two. I was like, fucking let's do something different. But then half last half of season two totally makes up for it. It's good. So stick through it. Okay. This is my advice we'll at the do. moment on Handmaid's Tale. But yeah, so but the book, but anyway, the, the general thing about Handmaid's Tale for those that haven't seen it is that it's set in the modern day, except crazy right-wing fundamentalist Christians take over the country um, because these women go barren. All the women go barren except for like, you know, half of 1% or whatever. So they like round up all of the fertile women and build a society around exploiting them as like baby factories. Anyways, it's cool because these this society is like very Amish, right? Like they yep. they have to wear bonnets and like they can't they're not allowed to read. So it, it has like a very like medievally Amishy feel. But they all to it. grew up like we grew up. Yeah, right. They all grew up in the current day, so they still talk about like you know going out and partying or whatever. Well, the best you know. part I think it's in season one uh, that I like is the. I always say the chick from Chuck, but I know like she's been in a bunch of stuff. Right. But like the main wife lady, um, she's like an author before the movement. Like she right. wrote the book that started the movement, right. and now in the movement, she's not allowed to read. Yeah, which apparently, have you read the book? No. Apparently, none of that is mentioned in the book. Right. I, um, I know that they went, they expanded a lot for the right. universe because they signed a seven season deal with Elizabeth Moss. Seven seasons? Before they even filmed anything, they signed Elizabeth Moss to seven seasons. Oh my God. So once they realized that, they were like, well, we got to do more than the book. But apparently, the author of the book is coming out with a sequel this he many is. years later yeah. now. So, well, but yeah. So in the, in the book, the book that exists currently, um, the wife doesn't really have that big of a role. I mean, like she certainly wasn't like one of the masterminds, but even like the husband wasn't one of the masterminds. They're just kind of in, in the upper tier, but not like right. the, up not a general sort. Right, right, right. Which I think is, you know, I, I'm not against it for the show. Um, I think it makes total it sense makes for the her show. character way cooler. Right. You know? So. And I like Elizabeth Moss a lot. And uh, mainly because I think she looks so normal. 
Yeah. Like, and I know this is mean because I've said this before, and people are like, she is pretty. But I'm like, she, to me, is not, like, attractive. Like, you don't just see her like, ooh, attractive lady. Right. So, like, she gets about on her acting ability. Right. And it just goes a lot further. No, I totally agree. That's why I like girls. Um, right. Because, like, everyone in that show looks normal except for that one character, um, that one friend that's, like, super hot. Um, I can't remember her name. Brian Williams' daughter? I don't know. Uh, I don't brunette? know people by wh- whose daughter they are. But well, yes, just, the brunette. Okay, that's Brian Williams' daughter. See, I, I don't know. If she, she is attractive. I think she looks normal, though, still. She's not like... But yes, Girls is great. I love season one of Girls. It just eventually... Yeah, it got real bad, not, eventually. Because eventually it was just Lena Dunham's like wish fulfillment going on. And yeah. you're just like, I'm seeing too much of the psychology of Lena well, Dunham it right was, now. It was cool because literally the first time I saw Adam Driver on Girls, I was like, I love this dude. Yeah. He's amazing. He was really And then good. it was like, he's like a fucking huge star now. Right. It was like, yeah, but you knew it immediately. It was <laughs> yeah. weird. It was yeah. like, oh, it was crazy. Adam Driver has a really cool story. He yeah, was a, a marine. marine. Yeah, he was a marine and then he got injured in boot camp. And so he couldn't deploy. And so he had to like fall back on something. So his fallback was acting. <laughs> Yeah. Which is, you Apparently know, not how most like, people do it. Plays for troops. It was like yeah. something he was real into and then yeah. threw that. He does like wars. theater therapy for yeah. like, troops with PTSD. But yeah, Alan Driver is super dope. He's up there in my favorite dudes <laughs> list, you know. I mentioned Jonah Hill a lot on this podcast. I'm always like, he's one of my favorite dudes, like Adam Driver's and whatever club that is. Yeah, that's a weird that's club. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, that club right. would have a lot of big nipples. So I feel like we have to... Hurry, because you have to be out of here at some certain time. That's true. Um, but we had a confusion because we were going to do top five favorite video games of a certain generation of 360 PS3, which we someone out there will have to do it eventually because I have a fucking list already made. <laughs> and then I thought you said, well, the next time you come on, we'll do podcasts. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I didn't think anything of it. But that's one you want to do. So my list kind of sucks. And I'm just going to say we might even cut all this whole fucking list. Maybe that bad because I might be that boring about... Like none of my podcasts are like, ooh, and this is about a murder mystery that occurred in 1982. Blah, blah, blah. Like mm. I don't listen to that shit. My shit's like, oh, some guy talked about sports this week. So we're gonna see how these podcast top five list goes. So I will let you start. What is your number five? Okay, so my first one is beautiful stories from beautiful people. I think. Okay. <laughs> um, and I I don't remember the host's name, but he's a comedian. But it's really cool. So basically, what it is is people call in uh, live, and he talks to them for an hour. Okay, that's it. That's the whole podcast. Some random person calls in, and the the only rule is that the host is not allowed to hang up on this person. For one hour. So the caller can be going on about like how he's a white supremacist and he thinks that like all the minorities should die. And the host is just like, that's that's kind of dumb, man. Like you're an idiot, but he can't hang up. Right. So the conversation has to go on. So it's basically like the call center job me and you once <laughs> shared. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, like a former, you know, call center person where I was sounds like horrible. I don't think it sounds enjoyable. I, at it all. was like catharsis for me, you know, I was like, but yeah, so it, it's really cool because, um, generally the people that call in aren't, you know, talking about the white supremacy and how great right. it is. Generally, they're just like really sad people that want to talk to someone and they're like, Oh, someone that'll talk to me for an hour and not like, and like has to listen. Right. And so, you just like hear about these people's shitty lives and the host tries to like, you know, do his best to, you know, make them feel better. 
Um, the first episode I think is called Ron's pa- Ron Paul's Baby, and the guy that calls in is just miserable. He hates his job, hates his fucking life, doesn't have a girlfriend. But then, like, and the host has like no idea. This is his first time doing this, and he has no idea how to like console this guy. Right. But the guy mentions that he was born at a hospital, and his doctor that delivered him was Ron Paul before Ron Paul became a senator. Right. And so the host just like latches onto that and like keeps trying to bring the conversation back to that. And this guy is like just trying to talk about how shitty his life is. And he's like, <laughs> but you're no, delivered. But, but, but more about Ron Paul. <laughs> That's like, great. Yeah. I love Ron good. Paul. I've been all for that. <laughs> great topic. Um, all right. I've never heard of that podcast at all. Maybe I'll check it out. We'll see. Um, my number five, I'm all going with things that are actually my subscribe list that I listen to on a regular basis. There are podcasts like Freakonomics Radio that if that's a cool topic, I'll click it, but I don't listen to fucking every one of those. Um, so my number five is a PlayStation podcast called Sacred Symbols, and I just want to shout him out because the main host, this dude, Colin Moriarty, who's always been like my favorite dude in video game journalism and in podcasts, and everyone shits on him because he's like, kind of conservative but it, like it doesn't even matter in video games like being conservative or a liberal politically never ever interferes with video game journalism but like people shit on him for it so off of that i for whatever reason wanted to like him and i'm not conservative i'm just like oh this dude's getting shit on but i just think he has like the best takes on video games so anyway he has his podcast um the new one called sacred symbols has this other co-host that's not great but just off my loyalty to colin moriarty I'm all about listening every week to this fucking PlayStation podcast. And it started the same week as this podcast. Oh, that's cool. So we're like at the same numbers. It's like when mine comes out, it's like, oh, the same episode number is that one. (laughs) So anyway, if you like PlayStation shit or just video games, they talk about other video games, but it's mainly PlayStation. um, Check out Sacred Symbols. What is your number four? Number four is Serial. Um. So I know very a lot about that. Yeah, so you you talked about murder mysteries. Um, this one, the first season is a murder mystery. Um, the second season, not as good. Sucks. It's about, that's why I didn't make my list. Yeah, it's about Bo Bergdahl, and it's not as good. Season three is supposed to come out soon. I it's already know. come out. It's amazing. Oh, really? Brought out two weeks ago. There's like eight episodes already out of it. Oh, tits. They, what they did on it is they uh, just hung out in the Cleveland County courthouse yeah. or Cleveland, Ohio, not like Cleveland. There's a Cleveland County in Oklahoma. So I'm right, right, right. Sure. <laughs> being clear, um, they hang out in a courthouse in Cleveland, Ohio for a year with just microphones and they just watch all the different judges. They do a lot of small stories. So like the first episode, it's like a girl gets in a bar fight, hits a cop, gets a felony for assaulting a police officer. They just show how like she's happy to get, she walks away with a misdemeanor at the end of the day, but it's like, she shouldn't have gotten anything. Two people attacked her when the cop broke it up, her flailing arm hit the cop. Right. He pressed char- Like it's just the system being fucked. Right. And right, so right. it's more about just how the judicial system in the courtroom is kind of fucked. And there's like this one guy's real famous. You'll probably seen him on like John Stewart back in the day or Colbert sort of show where he'll give people like, well, you're, you're, what you have to do is live in a car for a oh, month. Oh, yeah, I know He's that like guy. One of those yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of guys, right? Yeah. And, but they're like, he actually has like a really good success rate. Right. But his courtroom gets backed up because almost all the people he does come back on probation. Sure. Because he always hands out so much. Like, and it's just how like, all these shit's just fucked about the system. And it's like, yeah. 
if your misdemeanors are innocent in this area sort of thing. So anyway, season three of Serial, I think, is really good. So okay, definitely. cool. Well, I'll listen to it. I didn't even know it was out. But yeah, season one is like what people think of when they think of Serial. Right. And it is basically the story of this this girl who was killed, this high school girl that was killed, and her boyfriend was arrested uh, and convicted for the murder. But there's a lot of evidence that he didn't do it. There's a lot of evidence that he did, too. So this journalist is just basically doing a deep dive on this case, trying to figure out if he is innocent or guilty. And and, and, And she puts it out every week, and then she spends the next week doing more research. So once the podcast became kind of famous, people started, you know, writing in and being like, oh, I know something about that. And so, like, in real time, you're witnessing, like, the investigation of, like, an old murder and stuff. And But the the thing that sucks about it, the reason why it's not higher on the list, is because there's no conclusion. Right. At the end, it's not like she's like, stories. he's innocent, he's and getting we're going to get him, you know, released. I mean, also, know? I came away that I did think he was innocent in the sense of, I there was some compelling evidence where I'm like, Oh, if they wouldn't have withheld that, that would have proved it. Right. Maybe yeah. It was like the time. Yeah. I don't know whether or not he did it, but he definitely him. shouldn't have been convicted. Right. The, um, the court process was a joke. But yeah, Serial was great. I want to say it was two years ago around this time it came out. Like, so me and my wife were driving around for holidays and I was like, Hey, I have this podcast. She doesn't normally like podcasts, but if it's like that, like a story, you know, right. connect, she's a little more willing to, to listen to it. And we just fucking binge through it. Yeah. Like the whole day. Um, all right, my number four, another video game one. Um, definitely going to be a theme of mine, uh, which is the Kind of Funny Games Daily podcast. I listen to it every day for all my video game news. See, I don't talk about video games much on this podcast because none of my friends care much about them. So I supplement real friends with podcasts that talk <laughs> about video games, and then I get all the news. Now, Greg Miller is the only reason I listen to it, because he's fucking awesome as shit, but there's this other dude named Tim Geddes that's part of their like little crew, and I fucking hate him, and if he's on, I just won't even listen to the episode. <laughs> so I'm sure I have co-hosts like that for some people, um, but that's just how fucking it goes. The way she goes, you know. I feel attacked. Yeah, I know, dude. So many people are like, fucking get wide off of the fucking podcast. <laughs> no, I haven't had anyone hate on any particular co-host yet. Not even Chris? No, um, I've had people, I had my cousin who knew Chris in high school say like, oh, I just didn't know he was like, like he wasn't nothing like that in high school. Right. I just went, well, yeah, none of us, that's true. none of us are what that's we true. were. That's been about it. People, a uh, rapper hated on Skinny on our music episode recently. They're like, he didn't really add much. And I was like, well, he was, I don't know. He doesn't, he did, he did his best. He, yeah, he did his best. He doesn't talk <laughs> much in general. He's a quiet guy. Um, all right, what do you have for your number three? Number three, I have Ear Biscuits. Okay, never heard of that one either. Yeah, so that's uh, Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning. You heard of them? Yeah, okay. I'm fucking another language than Yeah, me. okay. Well, if you go on YouTube and you search Good Mythical Morning, um, it is a daily podcast, but it's a video podcast that they put out. Right. Um, and it's basically just these two guys um, – they're kind of YouTube royalty. I'm surprised you haven't heard of them, but it's these two guys doing kind of like a morning show. So they have like a section where they talk about, you know, uh, current events, but like not in like an opinionated way at all because they're like terrified of losing like ad revenue. Cause they're like a huge show. Um, but then they do like silly stuff. Like um, they do a, a section called will it 
And so it basically they're taking a type of food and trying to make it into another type of food. So for instance, they have an episode that's like, will it taco? And they're like cheeseburgers, will it taco? And they try to make like taco cheeseburger or cheeseburger tacos or whatever. But halfway through the episode, halfway through that section, it gets crazy. And they're like pine needles, will it taco? And then they, you know, put pine needles in a taco shell and try to eat it. I will say, this does not sound like my style at all. <laughs> of anything I would enjoy. No, no, it's really, it's really silly. But anyways, ear biscuits is the little section that they do. That's like an actual kind of like a more, it's an actual podcast and not just like a video show. Right. Um, and they talk about just kind of life and just general things, but they're just, they're two comedians and they're just really funny. Right. I understand. It's like a funnier version of this podcast. Yeah. It's this podcast. If it was good. I understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I pitched, I mean, it's been a long time ago to Powell originally of like, hey, we're just going to be here for people that can't have real friends, but want to listen to people right. and right. it makes them feel like they have real friends. That's the goal of all this shit. Right. And that's pretty much what all the good podcasts do. Sure. Yeah. Um, make you not think about it. All right. My number three is going to be the most popular podcast in the world. I believe it is like number wise, which is the Joe Rogan experience. Um, I, I believe it has the most listens i, I don't think so i think the most popular is this american life by npr but it's, i'm going i subscribe to, to npr uh and i'm sure maybe it has more listens when you count the actual npr listeners across the globe but downloads i don't know i'm looking it up cool um uh, joven looks like it's three there yep number three man this american life is like way lower than i thought it was it's like 15 what's number one broken hearts some bullshit. If I've never iTunes, even heard of it. A lot of iTunes charts are based on how many reviews you've gotten in so much of a time and random. Oh, got shit. you. Um, but anyway, Joe Rogan experience. I can't listen to every episode because he puts out three or four a week and they're three fucking hours long at times. Uh, they kind of are divided into different um, columns in my mind. There's the ones where he has like people with doctorates on, right? They like no real shit. And you're like, ooh, I'm going to learn real science today. And then there's the ones where he has some crazy people, right? Like that guy, you brought him up last time you're on here, the Proud Boys. Was that the yeah, name? man, the Proud Boys. Like they're the leader crazy. of the Proud Boys was on Joe Rogan as well. And people see that and they're like, well, he's endorsing them. And then Joe Rogan's like, did Barbara Walters endorse communism when she interviewed so-and-so? Like, oh, he has some fucking line he does. But And then his third column, which are my favorite of the Joe Rogan podcast, are when you have other stand-up comedians on. Because I just love to hear stories about old stand-up comedians. Or, like, Joe Rogan will go, like, crazy about Sam Kinison. Like, I love Sam Kinison and talk about all these old stories. And I, I think that shit's cool because I like stand-up comedy quite a bit. Um, but I think there's a lot to like. If you like fucking, like, Snappy, who's on this podcast, he likes fighting and MMA shit. Right. Joe Rogan knows all that shit. You want to talk about fucking DMT or taking mushrooms? Joe Rogan's got it covered. <laughs> but he, I like it when he has people on that, uh, like he had Ted Nugent on, and I fucking hate Ted Nugent generally right, on right. TV. I thought it was fascinating. Like I understood Ted Nugent so more, and I'm like, yeah, from his world and what he's lived, I get why he thinks and says what he says because he's fucking a millionaire that can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> right. Like I don't know. It was it was good though. So anyway, I just have to shout out Joe Rogan. Um, I do it all the time. It is my go-to. Um, I could, like I said, my wife doesn't like podcasts, but if I had to choose one, she will do some Joe Rogan. She'll be like, "Oh, we can listen to one of Joe Rogan's if it's someone funny." Yeah. So, I'm like, yes. so I've looked up some a couple different charts on right where that ranks, and it, it looks like in terms of downloads, Joe Rogan is like consistently in the like number one, two, or three spot. 
And This American Life is like consistently in like 10 to 15 spot. But then in terms of like audience numbers, This American Life is always number one. And I think what that is, is they're counting if you're listening to it on the radio. That's what I was thinking too. And that seems like garbage to me. So I think that you were actually right. I mean, when I was in college is when Ada, I think I was a freshman when Ada got its NPR station in town. Oh, really? And like teachers were fucking like pumped. No, I love it. I, I listen to NPR exclusively. See, I never I knew really that like growing that up. Um, but my wife was always aware. And then I started getting the podcast. And then I really enjoyed This American Life, the Showtime series. Like they had like a TV show for a season or two. Shit, I didn't even know that. It's so good with That's Iron cool. Glass. Like it's so good. That's and then cool. I really, after- I really like Iron Glass and This American <laughs> Life. So I'm gonna check that out. I didn't. And even then know. once they canceled that, I was like, well, how do I get more? And I was like, they have a podcast. All right, and I listen to that. But um, all right, what do you have as your number two? All right, number two, yeah. So I have Snap Judgment, which okay. is with um, Glenn Washington. It's an, it's also an NPR podcast, but what it is is it is poets and storytellers that do their poems or do their stories um, set to, like, you know, groovy music. Yeah, um, small beats. Yeah, should, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just really cool, man. There's a lot of really interesting stories that people tell that like true stories from their life um, that they tell and they're really good at telling them because they're professional storytellers. And um, there's a lot of really good poems. Um, The best poem I've ever heard is called heaven or whatever. And it's about this guy whose grandpa, he was his grandpa raised him and he was really close with his grandpa. But the one thing that kind of divided them was that his grandpa was a Christian and he was an atheist right? and his grandpa used to ask him, you know, what would your heaven look like? Because his grandpa thought that everyone would have their own version of heaven and it would be so perfect it's a for what everyone. dream will come scenario. Right. So I, I like that one. Honestly, out of all yeah. of the heaven scenarios, that is my yeah. favorite. And so, uh, but he never would answer because he, he would just say, you know, that heaven isn't real. I'm not going to play hypotheticals. Right, because I, I just don't believe in it at all. And the line that he says is, "For such a small word, if was too big to wrap my belief around." And I think that's a really good, you know, way of explaining how I feel about it. But anyways, so now, now he regrets it, and he's writing this poem basically to tell his grandpa what his heaven would look like. And at the very end, he says, um, "Well, because the poem begins with the line, you can't just do whatever.'" You taught me that. You told me that you can't spin the globe and stop it with your finger and go wherever it lands because 72% of the time, that's going to be the ocean. And then you just can't do whatever. You have to learn how to swim. So at the end of the poem, he says, if I had a heaven, mine would have a post office so that I could write letters to yours. And the first letter would read, hell's not so bad. (laughs) They pretty much let you do whatever. (laughs) That's and so great. it's a really good poem um, that was on Snap Judgment. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just it's really good. Chris Chick, who is on this podcast sometimes, his best friend from high school, really good poet. Yeah. Um, he has some shit online. His name's Andy Bowen, if you can find it. And then the lady who uh, like officiated our wedding, because you know, my wife didn't want, like, a, a minister, per se. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a lady who was a slam poet. That's dope. <laughs> she, like, done our shit. And she wrote something about, like, lost. Like, when... Desmond looks for Penny on the boat. It was like, fuck yeah, this is way cooler. That's <laughs> fucking cool, um, man. Anyway, uh, I really enjoy poetry. I wish I was good at it. I mean, I, I write right. some raps, and I think sometimes I'm being poetic. But yeah. it's like only I get it. Like, I don't write shit that everyone would get because I'm not good enough. And But I definitely respect poetry, so that is pretty cool. I'll, I might have to actually check that one out. It's really good. Um, 
All right, my number two is a new podcast. There's only eight episodes, seven episodes, actually, I think, at the moment. Um, but it's that good, which is Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Now, Conan O'Brien is one of my all-time favorite people anyway. Um, I'm a really, really big fan. I got into podcasts. I think I told a story like a month ago or something, but I'm going to tell it again. Because I looked for Conan O'Brien podcast. He didn't have one. I found Jeff Garland's podcast. I had him on as a guest. Listened to every episode of Jeff Garland's podcast and was like, I need another podcast. <laughs> so Conan O'Brien, for whatever reason, was there in the beginning of the podcast journey for me. But now he has a podcast, and it's hilarious. I think the thing that's so great about it is no podcast do I listen to ads. Like, I'm pretty – like, I'm a little app. I hit next. It goes 15 seconds, skips, right. you know, and I get through it. Conan's ads are the best part of his podcast. Like, they are so fucking funny that you're like, oh, my God. Like, I would rather just have a whole podcast of ads. I would take that over, like, honestly, him. like, Wanda Socks was shit on his podcast. <laughs> so, like, on that one particularly, I'd be like, get rid of Wanda Socks and just do more ads. Like, it is so funny. Well, that's probably why he's doing the podcast, because he's making a ton of money well, from that, these ads. Well, the thing is, Because these ad companies his, know that people are actually going to listen and not skip, so I bet they pay more, more per ad. Well, that's actually part of his whole shtick so far, <laughs> is he has taken two mortgages out on his beach house, poor decision, <laughs> he now has to do this podcast to pay for it. And then that leads on to, like... 20 minutes of him doing an ad <laughs> and with his assistant Sonia and they're like really fucking funny together and I don't know it just if you haven't cool. listened to I'll it I'll listen to it that sounds good they're the first one with Will Ferrell is great because they go just so far back and they tell like old SNL stories right and the shit and so that's real fun but um anyway I fucking love it I know it's so early on but I told my wife so we listened to them through the holidays driving around places and I'm like I fucking love these ads like if like, I don't know, I just get excited every time. that he, I'm like, all right, the guest is done. Now it's time for the ad to start, and I'm just all about it. Um, all right, what is your number one All right, my number podcast? one is super boring. It's called it's Planet Money. Okay. Also an NPR con- podcast, and it's a lot like Freakonomics Radio. Right. Um, but it's, it's really short. Usually their episodes are between 15 and 20 minutes long, and they just take a topic – about economics or not even about economics or about anything and then relate it to economics in like a really interesting way. So for instance, one of the reasons why I love it so much is because they actually did an episode that I suggested. Um, so like you wrote in, they read it and we're like, we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, the episode was about magic, the gathering, the card game. Um, there's this really cool, aspect of magic which is that the cards tend to be worth a lot of money the old ones and so when i say a lot of money the most expensive one a copy of black lotus which is the most expensive magic card sold on ebay last year for eighty two thousand dollars all right so and there's several cards that are worth tens of thousands probably hundreds of cards that are worth thousands you know so it's it's it can get crazy well the thing that's interesting to me about that is martin scarelli Remember him? Yeah. The pharma guy that got Big thrown pharma, in jail for the raising the price of a Wu Tang CD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just professional douchebag, right? Yep. Well, he got into Magic the Gathering, and what he was doing was buying up all of those rare cards that were worth tens of thousands of dollars. And the reason why is because for the IRS's purposes, those are considered unregistered assets. So he doesn't have to report to the IRS that he owns those. So they appreciate in value just like a stock, right? right. But if his stock gained 10% value, he'd have to report that gain to the IRS and he'd have to pay taxes. That's called a capital gains tax. Right. 
But if his the value of his black lotus goes up, would have you believe we need to get rid of that? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you if you've heard that term, that's it's because you've heard a conservative politician recently. Yeah. Like, Fucking capital gains tax ruining America. Right. Exactly. And you're right. Like, well. Fuck yeah, it is. And you don't even have one. <laughs> right. You don't own shit. Right. It's a tax that literally affects like only the richest people. Right. And, you know, they've convinced everyone in their party to be like, yeah, taxes are terrible. We don't need no stinging taxes. Fuck it's, like, it's not even a taxes that help, hurts you. But anyways, so, but magic cards gain 10% in value and he doesn't have to report that to anyone. Right. So it's an, it's an unregistered asset, which is like, you know. So anyways, I wrote in and I was like, you should do this story on magic because what that does to the magic economy is it makes it where those cards are even harder to get. Before he started doing that, those black lotuses that I told you sold for $82,000 used to sell just a couple years ago for $30,000. So they've nearly tripled in price because people like Martin Screlly are coming in and buying them up so that they can avoid taxes. And that's the kind of thing that Planet Money does. It takes random topics and it relates them to economics in really interesting and cool ways. Um, And there's just so much that you learn from that podcast that like, it's kind of like Adam's ruins everything where like once you know something, somebody will bring something up and you're like, well, that's not true at all. (laughs) Well, actually (laughs) there's there's a lot of that in that as well, which I love. So that's, that's my number one. I listen to every single episode of that one. I mean, that one does sound pretty interesting. I might actually get them listen. Uh, My number one, you'll probably never listen to. He's a sports person, but it's Bill Simmons podcast. He used to have a call the BS report on ESPN back in the day, but then he left there and had to start his new fucking podcast empire which is the ringer.com the ringer.com has like fucking a million podcasts they have like the rewatchables is very popular and other ones that aren't sports related at all so they they cover a lot of variety of stuff but on the bill simmons podcast he has like three or four episodes a week once a week uh, for, during football season he'll come on and talk about like if you were gonna bet on nfl football games guess what i've never done bet on an nfl football game i don't even like the nfl that much these days and i've never bet on anything but i'll listen to that whole podcast like yes this is enjoyable <laughs> i enjoy this but he has cousin sal on once a week who's like a writer for jimmy kimmel's show and then he used to be a writer for jimmy kimmel's show so they're funny enough i That's guess cool. and then he has uh, just his old college friends will call in at times and he'll keep it going and then he has like real famous celebrities so you know listen to john c Riley on the podcast recently or uh like i don't know anytime anyone has a show coming out or a movie coming out you know they do like a two-hour interview do you think with that him. there's any worse actor than john c Riley? i love john c Riley. fucking hate john c Riley. everyone's freaking he's out the about worst this part of every will ferrell movie <laughs> Well, he's only in a few, and he is amazing in Step Brothers. Like, I don't know how you could say he's the worst part, but everyone walking out of the Sherlock and mm-hmm. what's the fucking name of that new movie? Holmes and Watson, maybe yeah. is the name of it. And like, people are walking out, it's getting horrible reviews. And even I think now, it has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. And even because, because I love Step Brothers so much, and I enjoy <laughs> Talladega Nights, and I love John C. Riley, in my mind, I'm still like, well, I just don't think anyone gets it. And I think if I watched it, I would get it. But uh, if you've ever watched Chicago, John C. Riley is amazing in Chicago. So you can't watch the movie Chicago and not think he's like super talented and good because he is fucking amazing. But him and Will Ferrell have this weird, let's get as weird as possible improving. Right. And just not a lot of people, I don't think, feel comfortable in that area. And it's yeah. not, it shouldn't be a movie. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. It is funny. Um. Anyway. 
Bill Simmons podcast. I really like it. it covers sports and pop culture, basically, uh, which are like two of my three favorite things. So I listen to every one sports, of his podcasts. Culture and video games. He just doesn't talk about them. He does talk about Fortnite because his son's 10. Blowjobs are not even on your top three, huh? That's, it doesn't happen enough. Oh, <laughs> no. That married life, man. I, I remember that. It's true. Um, but speak, I randomly brought up Fortnite, but are you still playing Fortnite? Uh, yeah, I'm going to play Fortnite until Fortnite isn't a thing anymore. Okay, I was just it's, curious. It's pretty much the only game I play. Although, actually, guess what game I've started playing recently? What's just that? dabbling in. RuneScape. Okay. Yeah. Like, didn't they redo it yeah, for man. mobile or yeah, something? Yeah, they, they put out a mobile version, so I've just been... Anytime that I'm, like, watching TV or whatever, I'll be doing that, because it's like a really... It's just... It's literally just grind. Like that whole game is nothing but grind. It's right. just tap, 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 you know. So I can just be mindlessly clicking away on that while I watch, you know, TV or whatever. And so it's cool because the mobile version that they put out is old school RuneScape. It's the 2007 version of RuneScape. So now if you were I mean, to- I haven't played RuneScape since 2004 or five, probably. Yeah. So in 2010 or something or whatever they put out like runescape three so it's like a totally it's just all kinds of different stuff everything's different the combat system's different the leveling system's different there's more skills it's way more complicated and i don't like it because i don't know it like i know old school runescape because back in like 2006 i tried to play old school runescape but it was so boring yeah i was like i understand we could play this in computer class or i could just wait till i go home and play like a real video game this is a really fucked up thing to like say and i'll probably get in trouble um by who who's saying I, I don't know some one of your listeners might get pissed off i don't know I don't but i think listeners. you have to be a certain degree of autistic to like runescape because you yeah. have to be like able to just mindlessly numbly click I mean, for hours I think at a time there is definitely a certain type of game and maybe it's just rpgs in general uh, where, and I don't think like you mean really autistic, but in the jokingly sort of or whatever way of on the scale, like there's a guy we used to work with. He's the one that told me about all these black locust cards the first time I ever heard about this. He right. loves magic as well. And he loves games where it's like an Excel fucking spreadsheet. <laughs> like, he's like, I'll figure out how I can get the most out of my inventory. And I right. love turn-based RPG games, but like not like that. Like right. the organizational shit isn't right. what I love, but he did. And I'd be like, I don't even know what to recommend like, you. Here's This is how I had fun on RuneScape last night. This was like, I did this and like enjoyed it. Okay. I went to a store in the game, like an NPC store. And I bought like, 500,000 feathers. Okay. And I bought them 280 at a time because that's how many you can keep in one inventory. So then I would take the 280 that I had bought and put them in the bank, then run back to the store and buy 280 more. And I did this until I had bought like 25,000 feathers. Lots of feathers, right. Yeah. And then I took those to what's called the Grand Exchange – and that's where you can sell things directly to players. And so basically people are paying for convenience. They it's don't want to go house. to – Yeah, it's an auction house. That's exactly what it is. So they don't want to go to that store that I was just at and buy their feathers because it's across the map. They want to go to the to the conveniently located Grand Exchange. And so for that, they're going to pay a premium in price. So I bought these feathers for two coins apiece. And then I sold them for three coins apiece. 
Mm. And so I wound up making twenty five thousand. Right. So I wound up making seventy five thousand small margins. You're doing the convenience right. store game. Right. Exactly. And this was like enjoyable to me. This was like, you know, right. I, mean? I remember Final Fantasy eleven was a game that came out when World of Warcraft came out and I had two friends. One one was a friend named Josh and he got World of Warcraft and another was my cousin Rusty who listens to this podcast and he got Final Fantasy eleven. And so because he's my cousin and we're very close. I felt like I had to also get Final Fantasy XI instead of World of Warcraft. Right. And I love Warcraft 3. I would just think. We all, like, so did he. But he loved Final Fantasy more. And I got that game, and I quickly realized that was the sort of shit to do just in MMOs. That's just what you do. Like, right. we're going to go farm crystals. And now that you have 12, you can put them at the auction house for this much. And high-level players will come in because they don't want to waste time with that shit. And you'll make right. money. And I'm like... I guess this is fun, right. but like I don't. It's just not fun the way I used to have fun on video games. Well, it's exactly know. like something that Planet Money would do a show about. By the way, is just like the economics of convenience in video games. You know, right. like that. I think it would be a great show. Well, and just speaking of convenience of video games, and then we can end because I know you have to fucking leave. Been playing Super Mario World a lot, right? Like right. I'm, I'm on the live one fucking world left or whatever, and. I've got. I've noticed what I've gotten pissed about is you can go back to the fucking world too. There's all kinds of levels you can go and just farm out extra lives, right? Right. Like I have 50 fucking extra lives right now with right. Mario, and I do it. But every time, or if I like, I really need a feather to start a level, I can go back, get a fucking feather from that one stage that has all the fucking loot. But then I had to walk back, and I'm like, at least eventually, and I know it's an old game, but eventually they figured out like why make the player do that? Right. Just let them fucking have an ultimate lives. Or give them the option to hurry up and put their fucking feather on. Like, yeah. why make me waste two minutes to go bleep, bleep, <laughs> to the different screens just to do it anyway? So yeah, it's frustrating, but I get it's like it was bred down from the arcade times, right? Like they had to work their way out of the quarter, <laughs> the we need quarters odd mindset. Right. But it was like that just wasn't a goal. If you owned a Super Nintendo... That was yours. You didn't need to just... Oh, it didn't make sense. But I feel you. It's fucking been frustrating, but I also love it at the same time. But, all right. I think uh, if we had any other honorable mentions, any podcasts you need to bring up? Nope. All right. I mean, I have a lot I could. Like, tell them Steve Dave's cool. The comedy button's cool. Um, way better than, than this one right here. I can tell you that much. Uh, and I had this American Life. That's like my only NPR one, I guess, on here. And Game Scoop. I think Game Scoop's cool because they play 20 questions with video games at the end of the episode. So it's like any podcast that can make a real interactive game, it's pretty fun. They're like, oh, did it come out before 1990? And it's like, yes or no. And then if you as a listener know what it is, because one time Monster Rancher was an answer, and I love Monster Rancher. And like three questions in, I was like, this is Monster Rancher. And I'll listen to these people be like, what the fuck could it be? And me screaming in my car, like, you're a fucking idiot. It's Monster Rancher. And they didn't get it. And I was so mad. At these three fuckers, I don't even know. <sighs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, we'll figure out the next time for you to come on. I'm trying to schedule people out so we don't have situations where like they show up late the day. <laughs> man, what kind of dicks would do that? I know it's bullshit. All right, man. Peace. All right, deuces.
Greeks meets 